What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Friday, February 9th, 2024, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock. On today's show, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports will be joining us at 9.05 to give you his favorite bets for Super Bowl Sunday. He'll give his thoughts on the game itself and also give you some of his favorite prop bets for the big game coming up two days from now, including his daughter's pick for the national anthem. She's gotten the over-under correct 11 years in a row. We'll see if she can make it 12 on Sunday. Plus, we are one week out from Texas baseball season. Texas baseball head coach David Pierce will join us at 930 to preview the Longhorns in 2024. We will talk Super Bowl 58 and give our picks for the game. We'll recap the NFL honors that went down last night. The Dallas Cowboys have themselves a new defensive coordinator. It is a football Friday for the final time here this football season. We are jam-packed. Happy Friday, Buck. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, BK. It is... Uh... It's a great weekend, and it's a sad weekend. Football, say goodbye to football until the spring. That's right, when there will be spring football, and you will be watching it too, which is so, so sad, but that's okay. You're talking about the XFL? Yes, I'm talking about that's right. Your league, your champions up in Arlington area. So, How about home that? Home Two home champions, champions from the Metroplex this past season. You had the Texas Rangers, of course, winning the World Series. You have the Arlington Renegades, coached by Bob Stoops, winning the XFL championship. So there's going to be all sorts of banners being raised up in DFL. Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed. And, you know, we're not we're not far away. You said catchers and pitchers get ready to gather together for a little spring action. So that's just around the corner. UT baseball just around the corner. March Madness just around the corner. There's still a lot, lot to be said. The NBA playoffs you know they had their little middle of the season whatever that was turning now it's getting towards the you know they've got i think they got their trade deadline coming up too here shortly yesterday yesterday done over with Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like anything big happened i saw um one of the lopez the lopez brother leave the bucks for the kings i don't know what that does i mean he was playing okay for the bucks he was at he was at kind of Middle piece that was pretty good. Well, it's the other Lopez they got rid of. They traded Robin Lopez, not Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is significantly better. He's probably... They traded the one that sits on the bench? They traded Sideshow Bob, the guy with the crazy-ass hair. Okay. Yeah, that's the guy who got traded. There weren't any, like... Both of them on the team? Both of them have been on the team for the last few years, yeah. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So there were a few trades made. The Dallas Mavericks made a couple of deals... No superstars were dealt at the no. deadline. You didn't have any like major, major names get moved. But uh, the Mavs made a couple of deals to get better. Uh, the New York Knicks, who have been red hot as of late, yes, they, they made have. a couple of moves to get better as well. Uh, those were probably two of the biggest uh, movers and shakers at the deadline yesterday. So, yeah, not the biggest NBA trade deadline. But like you said, there are still plenty of sports happenings in the world. Yeah. But the Super Bowl is always bittersweet, right? I mean, it's the biggest football game of the year. It's the most watched live television event of the year every single year. So it's super exciting whenever it rolls around. But obviously, you've got the bitterness that 
Uh, you know this is going to be the last real football game that we have for like seven months. That sucks. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, you know, that gives us a time to take some a little bit of a deep breath because football will be upon us so quickly, you know. When it ends, we, we talk about, man, that ended quick, but then it begins in a hurry too. It just seems like the summer just goes, and next thing you know, you're at SEC, this time SEC media days. Still in the state of Texas, which is fantastic, but that's just around the corner, you know. And of course, once baseball starts, you're, you know, you're traveling all over the place, following your team to every nook and cranny they can play at. So that's that'll be interesting this year. Can they repeat? Will they still win their division? I mean, that's there's a lot going on with that to see yeah. how this baseball team continues to go. And for the Texas Longhorns, this is a big, big year for David Pierce, too. I think it is. Yep. The Longhorns just missed out on making it to the College World Series for the third straight season last year. Uh, heartbreaking loss in the Stanford Super Regional. But uh, Texas expected to be in the mix for Omaha again. Of course, it's Texas baseball. They're always in the mix to make a deep postseason run. So, yeah, looking forward to catching up with Coach Pierce, one of our favorites. Uh, that'll be at 930. We'll ask him about his expectations for Texas baseball's final year in the Big 12. Yeah, there's 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 still lots of lots of sports going on. I know your live golf is still playing. That's right. They didn't can they played yesterday. They played the PGA. They got out there and got it done in Arizona. Yeah, well, well they had like a four hour rain delay oh. in the middle of the first round of the waste management open. By the way, Jordan Spieth very much in the mix. Yes. After uh like three quarters of a day of golf in Arizona. That's just a weird, golf. Yeah. I mean, what about I'm, live golf, baby? That's two weeks in a row. PGA's had to deal with weather issues. They couldn't even finish their tournament last week. They had major delays in Arizona. What are the odds that that happens in this week's tournament? And live golf just continues to carry on doing its thing, bro. Hey, they'll be out there in Phoenix. Hey, they'll be out in Arizona. The blondes will be all over the course today. Oh, yeah. Believe me, it's happening there. You know, that's that's one of those ones I'd like to go back someday and just kind of hang out at that place. That place is a party. That 16th hole was still a party yesterday. Even in the rain, it was ridiculous there. Mm -hmm. I think they get into that. That's 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 the party uh, of the PGA right there, the tournament with the party right there. Then we're not far away from the Masters and as we head into some of the majors. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you for what you do. It is appreciated in 2024, 25, 26, and on and on and on. And do be careful out there. Yes, indeed. Y'all uh, be sure to like the video if you haven't yet. Please share this to friends and family if you haven't yet. I am uh, working in the dark today, Buck. I don't know if you've noticed. And now I really notice it. You know, the first time you told me about it, there was a little bit of light. But you have a little lamp on. But now, what is that? What in the hell is that? All I see is Olipop in the background because that thing is bright. Woods Comfort System. Yeah, yeah everybody, all, all the sponsors just rolled around in white, but it is absolutely dark there. What happened? You didn't pay the bill. Oh, you're one of those companies that don't pay the light bills. I just got through working for a company like that before. They don't pay the bills, and somebody says, off with the lights, I see. Easy on that. If I wasn't paying my rent, I wouldn't be in here right now. Oh, really? You, know, you didn't put rent on layaway? No. I know. I tried to put the rent on layaway. Yeah, that's not happening at this place. Okay. What did happen at this place was, yeah, I walked in the studio, a.k.a. the second bedroom of my apartment this morning, and I went to flip on the lights, 
Flip the switch a up, flicker, little, little flicker, flicker, boom, to dark. So well, get a, yourself uh, a chair and get up there and change the light bulb. I ain't doing that shit. That's why I live in an apartment. That's it. That's like me changing the oil. I'm not taking somebody else's job. No, no. Like I pay for somebody to do that for me. I'm not going to the store, spending money on gas, then spending money on the light bulb, then spending my time to change the bulb. No chance. That's somebody else's gig here. That's the possibility of you having a, a, a light bulb in your facility that you can actually put up there. I, I know I have a couple of light bulbs. But not for that. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm not even going to check. Like I'm not even going to do it. If I have a battery out in this place, the complex is replacing it. Seen the cost oh. of batteries these days? I am doing that. No chance. Come on, man. Get up there. Don't even use a ladder. Use a chair and just get yourself up there. You know, you know about fall school. You'll know how to fall there. Rachel or whatever her name is. That lady. Oh, from yesterday's TBT oh. video. Black eyes. Dude, I can see the I can see the black eyes a mile away. She stepped right on it. Yeah, you could see the black guy from a mile away and she stepped right on him. <laughs> she stepped right on the black guy and slid. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously no sound on this, but here's the soundless TBT video we played yesterday of uh, these two jabronis saying that the running conditions during the snowy, icy day in Portland were fantastic. Look, I see it right there. And then boom, oh. there goes Chelsea hitting the deck hard. And the camera back. woman's like, are you okay? She's too embarrassed to even turn around. She gives the thumbs up and then uh, painfully jogs away. Um, no wonder my back's been hurting. Ever since I saw that video, my back has been hurting even worse. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're powering through today. Uh, maintenance folks have been contacted. We'll take care of this. I mean, you for really sure by Monday. You didn't just jump up there and do it? There's no. Okay. Come on, man. Like that's once again, that is why you live in an apartment or a condo. You get other people to fix stuff for you. At some point, I'll be a homo. Right now, I'm not a homo. At some point, I will be a homeowner and I'll have to do this stuff on my own. But while I'm still an apartment dweller, I they will, do the work. Yeah. I don't want to take jobs away from people like you said. Come on, yeah, man. I'm you're not right. that kind of guy. You're right about that. No, I'm a man of the people, all right? I got to make sure the people stay employed around here. Yeah, all so right. They should be thanking me every time I fill out a maintenance request. You can run right around the corner to a Shisha 7-Eleven. There's a guy that for probably four, except you don't want, to, want him to know where you live, obviously. Now she, Yeah, Shish can know where I live. I trust that guy. I don't yeah. know if I trust all the other folks wandering around 7-Eleven, but Shish <laughs> can hang out. I mean, I used to see those people at 3.30 in the morning. I mean, just hanging, like mm -hmm. hanging out. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just hanging out. Well, what for? Oh, it's just because there, there's other people that are going to come in here that I can talk to. How about yeah, hanging out at your house and go to bed, dude? Mm, I feel like most of those people probably did not have a house to hang out at. That's why they <laughs> were there in the 7-Eleven parking lot. I but, love uh, it. Uh, we do love our great friends. Ashish was texting us yesterday. They're stocked with the Olipop right I now. I saw that. That is great. Uh, they're always stocked with everything. Early shout out to uh, Ashish and Wendy yep, and uh, the teams at 7-Eleven. We uh, love having them on board. One of our great sponsors on 7-Eleven. There's Ashish in the YouTube comments line. Tune nice. in. 
this morning. Good morning, my friend. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're powering through. No lights today, but we've got the ring light on the camera, so I know I'm still visible. I can see myself. Wow. And, uh, as my buddy Tanner says, I look great when people can't see me clearly. So this is probably the best I've looked in a long time. So well, it gives you a tan. You have a slight tan with that, that lighting. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. I don't so have to get another. Smuggler on, just go grape smuggler, and you're all set there. Del Boca Vista. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. That's a remember, great look. Yeah, remember when I got that spray tan? I lost a bet to Trey at the old place that didn't play the lighting bill. <laughs> and uh, I had to go to a co-worker shower. Our girl, Amanda, who's great. Still love her. Love uh, And I got like a really cheap spray tan. And I looked like oh a Colombian drug lord leaving that place. Like Tom Penders. That is the type, like, I've thought about showing that picture on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Why not? I think I'd get canceled for it. And I don't think that's the way I want to go out. Like, I've got my whole plan to get canceled. Not yet. This We just started this business six months ago. I'm not ready to end it already. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I look quite like that. Well, it's no. not it's not blackface. It's orange face anyway there. <laughs> like the, the orange bowl uh, emblem there. Or, mm. Tom, or Tom Penders, Coach Tom Penders, yes. Or Coach Tommy Penders. All right. Yes. I, I don't know how we got there. Let's jump into some football conversation. There you go. Uh, we'll start with the NFL Awards. That show went down in Vegas last night. The biggest award that was handed out, the league's most valuable player. No surprise who won this one. Lamar Jackson taking home 49 of the 50 possible first place votes so not quite a unanimous winner but just about as close as you could possibly be uh, buck any qualms with lamar jackson taking home his second mvp award no i i mean he deserved it he played really really well last year it's a regular season award and that's fine he just can't win the playoffs so but, sorry you know, he won a playoff game a he beat the texans game. in the divisional round but yeah he and all of his teammates really struggled in that loss to kansas city in the afc title game uh, oh, that team, that Super Bowl team. Yeah, that's the next step for Lamar Jackson. But a phenomenal year for him. Second MVP award, one of just 11 players in the history of the league to win multiple MVPs. How about this? The first player in the history of football, Buck, to win two MVPs in the NFL and win the Heisman Trophy in college. Nobody wow. else has ever done that. We've had guys win a Heisman and a NFL MVP We've never had someone win multiple MVPs and the Heisman Trophy. So, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson uh, continuing to impress on the football field. But like you said, the next step for his career is finding a way to get to and ultimately win a Super Bowl. Um, do you care to guess who got the 50th and final first place vote? The one that did not go to Lamar. The final one, the final vote, I'm, uh, I would have to say... Could it be Brockington Purdy? Not Brockington Purdy. Brockington Purdy did finish fourth on the MVP ballot, but he did not receive a first-place vote. Dak, I can't play quarterback Dak, for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak finished second on the MVP ballot, but he did not get the other first-place vote. The one other first-place vote, Christmas McCafferty? No, it went to Josh Allen, who finished fifth on the ballot. Somebody gave that dude a first-place vote. He finished fifth overall, but for some reason, somebody thought uh, the guy who led the NFL in turnovers was 
No, take the guy that who should have won from that dude. Yeah, the guy who should have won MVP. Yeah, I kind of curious uh, where that guy is from. That's voted, bad. Voted for Josh Allen, but Dak Prescott, the guy who's the worst quarterback in the history of the universe, according to his teammates and his teammates' family members, uh, finished second in the league's most valuable player vote. Now, it is worth iterating and reiterating that this is a regular season award. Uh, so what happened in that Green Bay game in the first round of the playoffs has no bearing on this vote. But Dak is coming off of one of the best years of his career, led the NFL in passing touchdowns, was amongst the league leaders in just about every major statistical category for quarterbacks. Wow. Had a great year, but unfortunately, nobody's talking about this as a successful season for Dak, despite him finishing second for MVP. Yeah, I mean, that's that's too bad. I mean, that's that's a organization right now that I don't know what they think they're going to do. I mean, they can't play without them. They can't win without them right now. There's nobody they can slot and stick in there right now. I mean, the the New York Jets now are their their owners talking about their quarterback and their coach telling them they better be in the playoffs next year or they're all going to be gone. He oh, said that about he said that about Aaron Rodgers? No. Well, no, he said that about Zach Wilson and he oh. said it about his coach too. Yeah, I mean, Robert Sala, there have been some hit pieces on that dude in recent weeks. Like, there's part of me that thinks he's not going to survive the offseason. Almost feels like people are on a mission to get that dude canned before next year even begins. But uh, if he is back, then, yeah, I mean, they've got to, especially if Rodgers stays healthy, right? Like, people were talking about the Jets being in the Super Bowl this year. Rodgers goes down, kind of gives Sala the uh, get-out-of-jail-free card, if you will, yeah. So, you know, it didn't really matter what happened to the rest of the way for the Jets because everyone knows Zach Wilson sucks. Um, so, yeah, but they, they got to win next year. And obviously the Cowboys do, too. Mike McCarthy's a lame duck head coach. He's yes, going he into is. the last year of his contract. He's not getting an extension. So uh, it doesn't matter if the Cowboys win in the regular season again. You know, they have won 12 games in three straight regular seasons. They've got to have some success in the month of January. Otherwise, yeah, McCarthy and Dak might be gone, and a few more people might be as well. Yeah, some guys who have contract negotiations may say, I don't want to be back here. Let me get out of here. Some of the guys that are doing a lot of talking right now, their relatives are doing, may say, you know what? I don't know if I want to be a part of this organization any longer. They definitely do. They just want to get paid. It's the same with every other organization in football. Yeah, they're just going to lie. Yes, they just want the money. C.D. Lamb or Micah Parsons could be in Carolina right now, and if the Panthers would pay them the most money, they'd be like, oh, I love it here. This is my favorite place in the world. So, oh yeah, if, uh, we'll see. We'll see if Dak holds out. We'll see if Micah holds out. We'll see if C.D. holds out. None of those guys are free agents, but they all could get big-time paydays yes. uh, when the offseason officially begins. So, you know, we might not know until training camp in uh, August uh, what those guys plan on doing. But, uh, yeah, it's obviously a big offseason for, for Dallas. But Dak yeah, that's Prescott, unbelievable. He has a second, second place, gets the second place votes, and he's no good. Yep. And his teammates' and, family think he sucks, which means to me his teammates think he sucks. That's not just about their family. That's a bunch of them, too, doing a lot of talking. Right. Well, his teammates, uh, they didn't carry their weight in that playoff loss no, they either. So they all nope. sucked against Green Bay. And Dak was – Probably the best cowboy on the team during the regular year. I mean, it's him or CeeDee Lamb. Obviously, you can make a case for Micah Parsons, too. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's it was a disaster against the Packers, and it makes all the... Up, yeah, they don't show up together. They didn't show up. Yeah. 
individually together however you want to slice it and dice it they did not show up in the biggest game of the season and uh well that's that's why the conversation is what it is surrounding the cowboys uh offensive player of the year this is basically the non-quarterback mvp that went to jewish mccaffrey any issues with that no i thought yeah i thought that he was going to get the mvp yes i mean he led the league in rushing was he close in receptions too, just all around? Uh, I don't know if he was close to the league leaders in receptions, but he had a bunch of receiving yards like he always does. Yeah, I mean that's 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 fine. Yeah, I mean he was the best non-quarterback in on offense this year. Tyreek Hill finished second in that category. Excuse me. CeeDee Lamb finished third. Lamar Jackson finished fourth, and Dak Prescott finished fifth, which is interesting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, th that award is basically turned into best offensive player who's not a quarterback, and that goes to yep. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Very close. Yeah, first-time defensive player of the year award winner, which feels crazy considering just how dominant he's been since entering the league out of A&M. Uh, he barely beat out T.J. Watt for that award. Miles Garrett gets that one done. Michael Parsons Mike Parsons finished third. Third, okay. For defensive player of the year. That, that feels pretty accurate, doesn't it? I would say about, yeah, third. And Deron Bland, another Cowboy, finished fifth. He was also one of the finalists yesterday. He, of course, set the record for most pick sixes in a single season. But, uh, and he set the record for teams going after him the most in the NFL. Yep, yep. He, uh, yeah, look, for as good as he was at times this year, he also got picked apart a couple of different times this season. So, uh, yeah, teams went after him because Trayvon Diggs was out. Stephon Gilmore was on the other side. Sometimes Deron Bland was great, sometimes not so great. Uh, how about the Texans? The Texans may be the biggest team winner last night. Offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Both went to Houston Texans. Of course, C.J. Stroud, your offensive rookie of the year, and Will Anderson Jr., who was picked right after C.J. Stroud last April, your defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, one was expected to win. The other one just just had a phenomenal year on offense. Just incredible. I don't think anybody thought that's what was going to happen with the quarterback with Stroud. I mean, Will Anderson was, you know, just thought of as that guy, you know, and he is that guy. He really is. I mean, he's going to be a special player. You know, you talk about surrounding a, a team with – you know, surrounding the quarterback with people or you surround Will Anderson with some people, that's going to be a problem for teams because that means he, eventually he's going to get a lot of one-on-ones with tackles or anybody else running backs and he's going to win those battles. Yeah. You talk about teams set up for success in the near yeah. future. I mean, Houston's got to be right at the top of that list, right? I mean, CJ Stroud looks like a top five quarterback in football already. Like one year into his career, he yes. could make a case as a top five QB in football. He was spectacular this season. Uh, and if you get the coach and you get the quarterback right, you've got a chance to be really, really good in this league. And the Texans proved that well, you can turn your fortunes around very quickly if you uh, get those two spots right. D'Amico yeah. looks like a beast. C.J. Stroud, we know, is a beast. Uh, 48 of the 50 first place votes. A little surprised he wasn't unanimous. Uh, Puka Nakua got the other two. I mean, Nakua set rookie receiving records. Like he, in just about every other year, he would have been rookie of the year. But what Stroud was able to do in Houston, uh, he without question earned that for me. Will Anderson barely beat out Jalen Carter of the Eagles for defensive rookie of the year. Too many missed games for Carter. 
but yeah, he missed a few with injuries and, uh, yeah, I mean, both of those guys were spectacular. Coach of the year went to Kevin Stefanski by way of a tie break over to Miko Ryans. They literally had the same number of points in the voting process, but Kevin Stefanski had one more first place vote than D'Amico Ryan. So the Browns coach won coach of the year. He couldn't even show up last night to accept it because he knew that was a crock of shit. Wow. And he wasn't even there last night. I don't think that's why he didn't show, but he wasn't there. D'Amico Ryan should have won that award. Uh, regular season award, but you can't tell me after watching that playoff game between the Texans and the Browns where D'Amico's team just owned Stefanski's team, that Stefanski did a better coaching job than D'Amico did. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he had been the, he had been kind of the leader from the middle of the season on Stefanski. Though we had talked about, yeah, it looks like D'Amico will have to do something special, which they continued to do. But Stefanski seemed to be the leader in the clubhouse midway at the midway point, just held on. Yeah, because that defense was just so good. Yeah, no, nah, he did a great job this year. Old dude off the couch and brought him in back exactly. into the NFL to do some good things. Yeah, their top couple of quarterbacks got hurt. Their number one running back got hurt. Like, they dealt yep. with a ton of injuries, and they still made the playoffs. Uh, so this is not a knock on Stefanski. I just oh, no. I think Miko did a better job considering what he walked into in Houston. A uh, little biased, I think, because I saw what happened in Houston the last three years firsthand. Um, I thought it should have gone to D'Amico, but whatever. Um, comeback player of the year. This This was the biggest surprise of the night, Buck. Everyone assumed DeMar Hamlin was going to win comeback player of the year because he literally came back from the dead to play football this season. He didn't win it. Who ended up with that award? The old guy off the couch, Joe Flacco. Wow. I mean, that's, dude, DeMar Hamlin was like minus 10,000 in Vegas to be comeback player of the year. And you know there was somebody who's like, oh, that's free money. I'll put 10K down and I'll win 100. Oh, oh, I'll put 20K down. I got the money. Let me and just double up and, oh, and he didn't. Wow. Yeah, that, that feels rigged. We need to investigate that, see if Calvin Ridley was involved in the voting process for <laughs> comeback player of the year. Because that's, I mean, I guess DeMar Hamlin should have been dead for longer. You know, he, he was only unconscious for a few minutes. He should have been out for three hours. Then maybe we would have given him this award. I mean, come on, man. Joe Flacco was dead on the couch. I don't think he was dead. He's old. <laughs> He's maybe living a life similar to the uh, grandparents and Willy Wonka and the char uh, Chocolate Factory. Wow. He wasn't actually dead. And hell, if you weren't going to give it to DeMar Hamlin, I would have given it to Baker Mayfield. I was going to say, what about Baker Baker, comeback maker? He finished third this year. He got a few first place votes. What about Kyler uh, Murray? What about that little guy? Like the midget man barely played this year. Matthew Stafford was fourth, and uh, your fall school guy, Tua T, finished fifth. Come on, Tua. We got to do better than that. So there you Tua, go. Tua had a pretty good year. Tua had a great year, but he also sucked in the playoffs. So people yes, think he, he sucks as a quarterback. That's how it works. Whether it's fair or not, your legacy as a QB in this sport is defined by what you do in the postseason. That's and right. For Tua, for Dak, for Lamar Jackson, the guy who did win MVP, like those guys are still getting crapped on. Yes. Yep. Despite great crapped on. Yep. Despite great regular seasons because they can't win in the playoffs. So it's hard, but how she goes. Wait, yeah, Lamar, she Lamar goes. doesn't have his teammates after him. His teammates love him. Yep. 
and so do their brothers and sisters and mothers, mothers of children. Yeah, we did not see uh, any of Lamar's teammates, siblings, or parents take to social media to dunk on Lamar after the Ravens' loss. Even though Lamar played worse against Kansas City than Dak did against Green Bay, oh, yeah. by the way. Like, just throwing that out there. But that's how it goes when you're the quarterback of the Cowboys, man. Heavy is the head that wears the star. Isn't that what they say? So, he's... Uh, he'll wear it for one more year, uh, and then he'll take that son of a bitch and throw it so far in the river, and you'll never see it again. He'll. This is it for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be the Cowboys' decision because, once again, Dak does not want to leave Dallas. If the Cowboys pay him what he feels like he's worth, he is going to stay in Dallas. The, the, the ball is Jerry can pay him what he's, what he's worth or, be, or would do that. Hey, he's got, he's got it right where he wants it because you, you can't just put anybody in there and play quarterback. They can continue to say that. Well, anybody can do that. Well, okay, let's see that happen. You don't think there's another team that would pay Dak Prescott oh, I, 50 mil? Oh, I don't. I, I think he's going to get 50 mil from somebody. But for the Cowboys, they can't just put any, anybody in there. No. The ones that are doing all the bitching and moaning, you know, about that guy, he's got you where he wants you. Yeah. Uh, hey, Lita Ramirez, C.D. Lamb's mom, what's your plan for the Cowboys at quarterback? Do you yeah, hate Dak true. so much? What do you want to see out there? Uh Micah Parsons' brother, I think Terrence is his name. What's what's your plan at quarterback if uh, Dak isn't going to be there? You know, they don't even talk about the coach; they talk about the player. Right? Yeah, the fat idiot coach somehow gets let off the hook. The quarterback who just finished second in the MVP race is the only guy who has to wear the Cowboys' playoff loss. Yeah, and those dudes don't ever look at themselves in the mirror. They always try to find somebody else they can point the finger at. It looks like you know. Yeah, it feels that way. All right, we'll get to uh, the Hall of Fame announcement, by the way, in a second. There was a lifetime Longhorn who got announced as a member of the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Also, the Cowboys have themselves a new defensive coordinator. Uh, We can get into that, plus uh, some more Super Bowl 58 talk. We've got a lot to get into over the next hour and a half. Also, one of the most ridiculous videos I've ever seen uh, from the internet. You've seen a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a video of darts. It's like a televised dart broadcast from a few years ago. And it's just one of the weirdest celebrations, not just in darts, but in sports that I've ever seen. So we'll uh, we'll show the people that before we wrap things up at 10 o'clock. But before all of that, Buck, how about uh, a sponsor shout out? Our good friends at Texas Orthopedics. If you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact our friends. And, of course, they are experts at Texas Orthopedics. The physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, joint replacement, and more. Say hello to Dr. Christopher Danny and Dr. Christopher Stockton. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons. Their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com. Love those yep. folks. Absolutely. Shout out to Altstadt Beer as well. If you've got uh, your Super Bowl parties coming up this Sunday, make sure you've got the Altstadt Beer by your side. If you're hosting people, make sure your fridge or cooler is stocked with Altstadt. If you're going somewhere, make sure you show up with the Altstadt. You'll be the life of the party at any party if you have the Altstadt Beer. It's easy to find, too. Pick it up at HEB, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you go to buy your beer. You can find those six-packs or those 15-packs. That's right. They got the party packs of Altstadt beer 
as well. If you're going to be watching the game somewhere around the city, make sure you ask your bartenders, waitresses, waiters, servers, whoever for Old Stab Beer. You've been through a lot this week, this year, this life. Reward yourself. Reward your taste buds with the best beer that's out there. That is the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It is Altstadt beer. No impurities, no regrets. You know, I deserve it too. That's why I'm going to have me a six-pack of Olipop with me, of course. Get to 7-Eleven to Ashish's place. I saw the Olipop, all the different flavors he has. I got to get it with all those wonderful ingredients because I am sugar-free now. How about this? Going on a week now. Have not hit the sweets yet. No ice cream. No not sugar. one, not one sugar, not, not not one little sugar, not one little bit of sugar. Now I may have a, I may have a vitamin C pill that's got that little coating of a little sugar on the top of it, but that's been it. I haven't made the stop off or Snickers bar, and gosh, I wanted to stop off and grab one of those at Seven Eleven. I said, nope, let's not do it. Let's just let's give it the. I'm saying six months. I don't know if I can last that long. Oh. But I'm giving it. A, I'm giving it a shot. I'm going to give myself an opportunity to see, see if I don't have to be on Jardians or any of that other stuff. I don't have to do the dance, you know. But Olipop has got all the flavors that I'm looking for, so that's what I'll be having for Super Bowl. I don't know what I'm eating that day. I know I'm going to have some deviled eggs, but I don't know. I don't know what my meal is going to be actually. But I know this: my wife's been kind enough to get me bacon and eggs in the morning lately. Bacon, really nice bacon, scrambled eggs, no cheese, no bread, but Olipop is the way to go for me. And I will have tons of grape Olipop in the fridge this weekend. There you go. That's still your favorite flavor? Still my favorite flavor. Absolutely. Mm, bacon and eggs. Is that an innuendo or is she actually cooking you a nice no, breakfast? She actually, yeah, I've, been, she, I've, had, I've had two nice breakfasts made this, this week. Since I went on, since if I can keep my word... She'll, she'll, anytime I want to have some breakfast cooked for me, she'll do that. Since That's not a bad trade right there. I'm not, since I'm not allowed on the stove, you know what I'm saying? Right. You don't know how to use the stove, even though you've been alive for almost seven decades. I can learn that. That's a simple one. But no. How do you not already know that? No, I'm not allowed to use it. It's not allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to use it. I can't be over there cooking things. Because you don't know how? No, I, I'm not allowed. <laughs> she doesn't trust you? Yes, yes. There's got to be a reason she doesn't trust you. She maybe has seen you F something up in the past, which is why she won't let you use it again. Special pans for that stove. You can't just put any pan. And I'm going to get the first pan I see and stick it on the stove, and it's going to screw up the stove. Sort of like that's why I don't get to wash my own clothes, which I've been doing since I was in high school. Since I was in high school, I washed my own clothes. But... Mr. Guy with T's in his pocket, ball markers, change, no way. Mm. No way. All my, my job is for the clothes is make sure that everything's out of the pockets when I put it in the bin. I'm not allowed to put the detergent in there, not allowed to open it up, throw stuff in. You know I me, mean? I could care if it, I take the I take the dark clothes with the white clothes and I throw them right in there. I don't I don't care. Nice of, you, nice of you to integrate your clothes. That's I integrate good. my clothes. I have no problems with that. You know, the, the T-shirt can only be so white. I mean, really, eventually it gets dingy. No matter how you try, eventually it never stays white. Yeah. But Because I've never tried to put all whites together like that. I don't do that. I'm a mixer. I do the mixing thing. You know what I'm saying? 
That's good. That's a very progressive of you, Buck. But I'm not allowed to do that on these particular machines. Hey, no. that's you just have a traditional household, right? It, it sounds like it. The the female of the house does the cooking and does the cleaning. I feel like it's probably you making her do that, and you're just hiding behind the. No, I'm not. Let me. I don't. Either way, I don't. it's good it's bit. Just, it's always been that. It's always been that way. The other house I was at, I did it. Like I said, I've been doing that since high school. My, I was oldest of eight. My mother looked at me and said, "Dude, if you think I'm doing your clothes the way you go through clothes, here's what you do." She taught me that just before high school, and I did the laundry. I did my laundry. I didn't do everybody else's. She did everybody else's, but no one's ever had to do my laundry until until I got married to this particular person. Now they do it. They fold socks. They put them together. I have a sock drawer and all that kind of shit. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, if she wants to do that, that's fine. Dude, there are so many married men listening right now who are so jealous of you. Seriously? Like, yeah, they would love to not have to do their laundry or their cooking. I'm sure. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm doing laundry right now. I'd love to not have to do this. Yeah, I'd like to do the cooking, though. I, I Yeah, I cooking is a little tougher. Like, I, I got to cook. I can't. Like, I enjoy cooking, so, like, I can't not do that. But laundry, not a bad bit you've got going at your place right now. Yeah, the, the bit about cooking is that when the meal comes out, you have to be there sitting. I mean, she comes, she, you know, her, she's a farmer. Her mom and dad were farmers. And so when the meal is ready, like, if I'm upstairs, I'm going to get screamed, like, get out here. This food is going to get, it's going to get, like the food is going to get cold in like 25 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. get that bit where, Hey, come and get it while it's hot. I'm like, and you mean like in 15 seconds, it's still going to, it's going to get like frozen, like frozen <laughs> foods. Oh, that, that bit is awful. It's too hot for me to eat right now. Anyways, I got to <laughs> let it cool down. Let me, let me sit upstairs, watch some TV. Oh, this lasagna is on fire, but no, I got to be right there as a steaming and dig right in. No, I used man. to get, I, well, every mother does that. That's just the way that goes. Sure. Get out here while your food is, food is hot. You can't come down here four minutes later when it hits the plate. And now I'm the guy, like if I'm at a large gathering at a dinner table, I don't eat until everyone has their food served, even if it's like 20 minutes. People get mad at me for that. They're like, dude, eat, eat all it's hot. And I'm like, I, no, you I'm guys waiting. eat first. I'll let my food get cold before uh, I eat without somebody there. It's I'm weird. You screamed at here. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like if the cookies are made, when the cookies are made, okay, they're out. Eat them now. Like the damn things just got it up and they're, they're going to burn my mouth. So what? Eat them. They're hot. Yeah. Indeed. Shout out to our guy Perry up at uh, Goodstock Butcher Shop yeah. right by the Dell Diamond. He texted in. They've got Oldstat now at the, the Goodstock Butcher Shop. Come on. Oldstat in the Butcher Shop? Yeah, nice. I, need to get, I need to get up there next week. I got to uh, bust out the old Traeger and smoke something. So best butcher shop in all of Central Texas, right by the Dell Diamond off of uh, 79. It's Goodstock by Nolan Ryan. Yes, that Nolan Ryan. Great. Say hi to Perry up there, Trey, the whole team, fantastic people, not Doc Trey. They've got a much better tray. You're going to get the there. hamburger from there. You said it has a little sausage in it. Stupid. Stupid. I got to do that. Since I'm on that, get that protein. So those little protein shakes I've been drinking too. Dude, those things are gross. There's nobody can tell you how, oh no, this really does. You'll get used to the taste. So far, I have not. It tastes like chocolate chalk mm. or vanilla chalk. There's something about it. It's just, it's just really nasty. What now, are you mixing it with? I'll have a banana. I'll, I'll take a bite out of a banana. Yeah, okay, I know that's got a little sugar in it. 
You know what I'm saying? Some of the fruit have sugar in it. You know, the tangerine that I'll have every once in a while. But it's not like me getting my croissant. I don't mix. I, I, I don't do it with ice cream because I can't have ice cream. But I eat a banana with all of them, whether it's vanilla. That's I'll do it that way. But mm-hmm. those things are nasty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, great. You know, it's like people that that drink. I could never get into that. You who drink that. What is that? You who that chocolate? Yeah, I took chocolate one, milk. Yeah, I threw up the first time I, I took a sip out of a Yoo-Hoo. And I know people that guzzle that stuff down. Aren't those things nasty? I don't think they're good for you. No? Uh, I had some Yoo-Hoo's as a kid. I wasn't a big chocolate milk guy in general, though. So I use Nestle's, the chocolate, the mix stuff. No, that's, there you go. That's that that's real. The stuff. That's the real stuff. I use the powder for that, too, and you're dunking on other powdered drinks. Oh, now I'm not into the protein powder. Yeah, either. no, the, the no. Nestle chocolate mix was way better than the uh, the protein shake powder for Absolutely. sure. All right. Uh, I am the big man, too. My you're big not going to be the big man if you stop eating sugar. There's There's got to be a way. You can't do that. You can't say that to me. I got to substitute because I'm, I mean, I'm off of all of it. No bread, you know, just I can't do the sugar. I can't I can't have it. Jardians. You calling me Jardians? Who's Jardians? I can't have it. I just just can't do it. I give myself six months. Yeah, that's good for you. And you're six days in, and you're already starting to struggle. It sounds like so. I'm not struggling from it. Just I wish I had something that tastes good. I mean, I can I can do I can do broccoli and substitute that for rice, and I'm okay right. with that. I can I can go bacon galore. That's your rice cakes. No, 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 not rice cakes. Can't <laughs> have Oh my god. Oh my God, I can't do rice cakes. I hated those anyway, even when I love sugar. Mm. I was a rice cakes guy. I love my hey. I little Debbie's. I, was, I miss little Debbie's and honey yeah. buns. She's That's hot. I'll tell you what, little Debbie. Mm. I'm all wow. in on that. Good job, all right. R. Kelly. Hey, Steve McMichael will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Fantastic. The 2024 class was announced at the NFL Awards last night. They will be inducted a little bit later in the year. But lifetime Longhorn Steve McMichael, who had a tremendous career at the University of Texas, he's already been in the College Football Hall of Fame, a consensus All-American in 1979, his final year at UT, third-round pick in 1980, had a tremendous uh, NFL career that spanned 14 seasons. Most of them were spent with the Bears in Chicago he was obviously a part of that uh, 85 Super Bowl winning Chicago Bears team. You know, uh, Bears. He was on Bears. that team. And a tremendous career. One of the best interior defensive linemen in the history of the sport. It's been a long time coming, but Mongo is headed to the hall. And, man, he's battling ALS. So he his wife was there last night to accept the honor on his behalf. Uh, she was up there on stage with all of the other players who got in, and we'll talk about those guys momentarily. But really cool moment for uh, for Steve McMichael. Well-deserved honor for him. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, great uh, great career. I mean, you remember watching him, Buck? He's obviously I a little do. bit before my time, but uh, the numbers. Time, yeah, I remember watching him. Yeah, he's he was fantastic. I think he was on that Chicago Bear team uh, before that the, the Super Bowl team with a – a, a kid that I played against in Pennsylvania named Mike Hardenstein. He was a big defensive lineman that went to Penn State and ended up going with Chicago. I think they played together, too, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Hard, Hardenstein's career ended pretty quickly. And Mongo just hung in there for years and years and years. And I'm, 
I'm sorry. He's. I, I hope he gets a chance to get to the Hall of Fame. To be yeah. In Canada. Yeah, he, he's been battling ALS for a while, and um, yeah, I don't know how great of condition he's in right now. Unfortunately, it would be awesome for him to at least be able to attend yeah. uh, the enshrinement in Canton a little bit later this year. Um, but uh, yeah, the sixth Longhorn now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thank you for that one, CB. Also a professional wrestler. I don't know yes. if he was a good enough wrestler after his football playing days to be in the wrestling Hall of Fame, but pretty damn cool. College Football Hall of Fame, now a Pro Football Hall of Famer as well. Uh, Well-deserved right there. Two-time first-team All-Pro. He was a three-time second-team All-Pro. One of the most dominant defensive players of the 1980s. And, uh, yeah, one of the greatest Chicago Bears of all time. And, once again, one of the best to ever play defensive tackle in the NFL. Good stuff. Great so player at Texas. Great player at Texas as well. Yeah, two-time first-team all-conference and the uh, consensus All-American once again in his final year. He is uh, he was inducted into the Longhorn Hall of Honor back in 1999. So, a uh, tremendous career for him. He was also apparently the backup place kicker. He Whoa. was like you. Except I don't think he hit some poor innocent girl in the head on an extra point that could have sent his team to the state championship game. As he was, as she was on her way to the toilet. So yeah, she wasn't even close to the field. I mean, it was off the side of the foot where you just decked this poor girl and gave her CTE before anyone knew what that was. I can still, still see my memory of that. That what that uh, bathroom looked like. Men's, women, women's was on the right hand side. That thing, that girl was walking into that thing, and I shanked it. Goalpost straight ahead here. I ball went dead right into my exit door over here. Hit her right in the back of the head. She looked around like, "What the hell? Where the hell did this come from?" <laughs> hey, it's me over here on the field. I mean, it uh, went over the fence. Oh, you, and you took claim. You're like, "Oh, I did this. I would have ran if I were you." Oh, that's when I was on the bus, and I was mm. the fir first time I'd ever cried on, you know, over a sporting event, laying on the floor crying, and the guys are stepping over the top of me. You suck. You suck. Missed oh. that extra point. Should have went for two in the win. Why are we going to tie anyway? With Come you on. as the kicker, especially. Oh, no kidding. You Boy, suck. You square jackass. Toe. Square toe. Had a square toe. That was never going to work. That no. <laughs> was. Oh, man. So congrats to Mongo. Uh, who else got in? Dwight Freeney got in. The biggest yes. other Texas tie. Andre Johnson. The legendary go. Houston Texans receiver, incredibly well-deserved. Uh, that guy to put up the numbers that he put up despite never having a good quarterback. Forget great quarterback. He never had a good quarterback that he got to play with during his time in Houston. Uh, that guy was awesome. One of the best wide receivers I've ever seen. The first Houston Texan to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Of course, J.J. Watt will join him in a few years. We know yep. that. But uh, congrats to Andre. He's waited a couple of years. I was worried he was going to have to wait another year or two because there were a lot of good wide receivers on the ballot this year. But Andre's the dude who, in my eyes, deserved to get in. Reggie Wayne, a lot of Colts fans are a little upset that Reggie Wayne did not make it this year. He'll be there um, next year. Their numbers were very similar, and Reggie Wayne got to catch balls from Peyton Manning. Yeah, that helps. Andre Johnson had, like, David Carr for a lot of his career and a bunch of other jabronis during his time in Houston. So, uh, yeah, you put Andre in Indy, and uh, sorry, Reggie, he would have had better numbers than you. No question. Julius Peppers got in. Monster. 
monster monster in college and a monster uh, once he got to the NFL. He dominated. Mm-hmm. Fourth all-time in uh, yeah. sacks in the history of the league. Also, uh, six career touchdowns as a D lineman. Four pick sixes. Oh, yeah. Lots of, lots of big. He's a big, tall guy, basketball player. Yes, indeed. Patrick Willis, the uh, great linebacker for San Francisco. Didn't play for a long time, but he played for a good time. Yes, he did. Sense. He was awesome. Oh, my God. That, that was – when he retired, it was one of those, like, Andrew Luck, like, not quite Barry Sanders level, but, just, you know, Calvin Johnson, like, damn, this guy's still at the prime of his career and he's leaving right now? Like, this sucks. Uh, he was a monster for eight or nine years in San Francisco before he yeah, called it quits early. Yeah, he did call it quits pretty early. I mean, he was still – I mean, he still was at his best at the end, you know? Yeah, he eight seasons – I mean, you talk about packing quality into eight years, like seven-time Pro Bowls, five-time first-team All-Pro in eight hitter. years. Oh, my God, yeah. It, he, this, it sounded different whenever he hit somebody oh, yeah. versus anybody else on the field. Uh, Randy Gratishar got in, part of the Orange Crush Broncos defense. He made it. And then Devin Hester, I hardly know her. The best return man in the history of the league. People were like, ah, you can't put him in. He's just a returner. Dude, he was the best at his craft in the history of the sport. It's a no-brainer that that guy got in. Yeah, I wish he was returning punts this weekend. Oh, then you'd feel a little better about your... uh, That's all right. It's happening anyway. 5,000-unit play. Yes, it's happening anyway. Okay, so let's let's circle back. So there's the Hall of Fame class. Any final thoughts on any of those dudes? No, I think they're all deserving. I agree. Dwight Freeney was, was special, man. That guy was a, a specialist in the passing game, but, man, he played good against the run, too. And he wasn't that big. You know, he was he was fantastic against the run. I thought he was as good against the run as he was uh, as a pass rusher for that defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of that uh, Colts Super Bowl team with, of course, Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and oh, Edger yeah. and James. And a great motor, too. Yeah, yeah, he was a, a strong player for uh, a number of years with the Colts that bounced around the league towards the end of his career. But uh, now what he did in Indy was pretty special. Uh, okay. So let's get to your 5,000 unit locks for Super Bowl 58, because yeah. you know, you, you gave us four plays yesterday. I did. And you and I were talking before the show today and it sounded like you were considering changing at least one of those plays. What's going I'm on not here? Considering changing. It is a change. It's official. That would be, it's not going to be good for the San Francisco 49ers because Patrick Mahomes is looking to win another Super Bowl. How dare me even think that Brock Purdy in San Francisco and your little running back and your Debo's of the world are going to be Patrick Mahomes. That's not going to happen. Well, what, what, what was the thinking with me? Why is all this hate for Kansas City and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? They're, they're, that, they are the Super Bowl. Come on. They are the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're winning. They're going to win this Super Bowl 27-24. Okay, so you're changing. You had 10,000 units. That was your biggest play of the game. You had 10,000 units on the Niners yesterday, and now you're putting, what, 10,000 on the Chiefs? Yeah, man on fire, because I've been on fire. Why would I do that to the people? The people people were probably wondering yesterday, what is he doing? Is he really going against Patrick Mahomes? Does he really think – Brockington Purdy is going to get this done. He's not. Kansas City defense in the secondary is just good enough. 
for Brockington to throw at least two picks in this game. You keep saying Brockington. I don't think that's his name. Sure, it's not. It's just Brock. Like our Brock, truly, his real name is Brockington. Are we sure about that? I thought his first name was Intern and his last name was Brock. Oh, no, no. It's I'm looking Brock. at I'm looking at uh, Brock Purdy's Wikipedia page right now, and it just says Brock Purdy. They don't even have a middle name for him. Does he? The guy didn't even have a middle name. Brock L. Oh, because he's going to take one on Sunday. Yes, he's about to take the L. That's right. Mm, so you're on the Chiefs now, plus one and a half. Yes. Thanks for the points, by the way. That's all they all they needed to know that they were underdogs. He's nine and three. Great. Lee, I'm Harvey, not going Lee Harvey Oswald, man, that guy's a stone cold killer out there. You're betting against him. I'm not going for the guy who's nine and three. It's no, there's, that's ridiculous. Why am I going against Patrick Mahomes? The team that everybody thought stunk. How, how are they going to go on the road and win? That's exactly what they did. They went on the road and won. Twice. Two, twice, yes. Against Buffalo, then against Baltimore. Uh, let's hear from Patrick Mahomes here. Did this upload? Yes, it did. Patrick Mahomes was asked about being an underdog. You said it. He's 9-3. and three. Does that sound right? Yeah, 9-3 yeah, and three outright against, uh, as an underdog in his career. I think he's like 9 or 10-1-1 one one against the spread. Something ridiculous like that in his uh, NFL career when he, he is an underdog. Here was Patrick Mahomes when he was asked about being an underdog earlier this week. The underdog thing, especially at this moment, I think it's a little bit overplayed. I mean, it's just we're two great football teams going up against each other. I mean, uh, someone's got to be the underdog. Um, and so uh, they've been a great football team all year long. Um, so they deserve to be the favorite in this game. All we can do is go out there and play our best football. You know he's pissed. Yeah. It's it's weird. I mean, he was the dog last week. He was the dog two weeks ago, and he won both of those games. So, look, betting against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, in any round of the playoffs, feels like a scary proposition. Um, You're going to give me a point to have, and it'll probably be two by game time. Maybe. Yeah, the line has kind of fluctuated. It opened up. I think San Francisco was a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and it's gone down. I think it crept down to one at one point, and now it's back up to one and a half. So I, I think it's safe to say San Francisco will be the favorite when we get to kickoff. Yes. I don't think the line's going to shift that much over the next, you know, 48 to 56 hours, however long we have until the game actually starts. So you're going 10,000 units on the Chiefs now. Yes. Are absolutely. you keeping your other bets? You had 5,000 on McCaffrey being the first touchdown scorer. Do you still feel good about that? No, I'm flipping that to Pacheco. Okay. Oh, my God. What a... 180 from yesterday. Yes, that's right. Pacheco will score the first TD. Don't tell me you're flipping the coin toss. No, that stays at tails. Okay, so still 5,000 units on tails, and you're going to keep your 5,000 units on the punt return? For sure. Either team. Either team. Punt return touchdown. All right, so those are your four plays. So 5K on tails, 5K on a punt return touchdown, 5K on Isaiah Pacheco being the first TD scorer. Yeah, remember that five that five K on the punt return can net me twenty five K though. I got it written down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, and then ten thousand on the Chiefs. Yes, and a lousy thousand unit play that we will see Taylor Swift on the stage. Wow, why are you doing that? Because that's money. That's easy money. That's why. Why are you doing that to yourself? You're doing that to the people. Like, well, come on, that's a losing bet right there. They're going to show. They're going to show you that they're going to. Pan to the up, to the bo- up to the boot to her suite. She's not going to be there. They're going to pan back down to the stage, 
and she's going to be standing back there. Yeah, you know that's happening. Not Good happening. job, Usher. You're about to make a bunch of money. Not happening at all. Uh, Tom McKay has texted in. <laughs> Our man from AV Consultations. He says, Bucky, let's test your resolve. Let's bet paycheck against paycheck. I'll bet San Francisco. Ooh, you talk about stakes. I don't know who's got the bigger paycheck there. I don't know if Tom's serious, although I think Tom is serious. He, he doesn't mess around when it comes he's to this stuff. He's not serious. He's, he's on the Niners. I am too, which might be good news for the Chiefs. Of course, rooting for the Chiefs. That's established. But uh, I am 0-3 in picking Super Bowls involving the Kansas City Chiefs. When they play the Niners the first time, I picked the Niners. The Chiefs won. The you following year, yeah. when the Chiefs played the Bucks, I picked the Chiefs, and the Bucks won. Last year, Super Bowl 57, when the Chiefs play the Eagles, I picked the Eagles and the Chiefs won. Oh. This year, I'm picking San Francisco because I think the they're Chiefs the better team. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully it means the Chiefs wins. Tom McKay ever given the people 70, what, 78,000 units for the whole year? That guy's been so up and down in his picking career. You know, he'll tell you that, oh, I get it at a, a 70 or 80% clip. Not the people. The people are very happy with me, and they'll be happy with me on Monday too. They are happy with you right now because you are up seventy-eight thousand units on the year. And just for them, I made a I made an executive decision. And no, I did remember. You know, not like Joe Biden. I do remember things. I do remember that this is this is a maneuver that is. This is why you really think about what you're doing. And I had to think about: Was I really going to bet on Brock Purdy seriously? In a Super Bowl, what's wrong with me? You you did pull a Joe Biden, it sounds like, and you forgot all of the reasons why you were picking San Francisco yesterday, and now you woke up feeling something completely different. Yeah, number fifteen. Yeah, he's he's special, man. It's, betting against that guy is is terrifying. The only Super Bowl he lost to was against the guy that you also were scared to bet against in the playoffs. That's right, that being Tom Brady. Uh, Brock Purdy is not Tom Brady. He has played well. He's gotten away with a few. He's, he's made some turnover-worthy throws in these playoffs that uh, haven't actually turned into turnovers. And San Francisco, look, Kansas City has won a couple of close games, too. It's not like they've dominated. They did dominate Miami in the wild card round. But the last two weeks have been one-possession victories over Buffalo and Baltimore. You look at San Fran's two playoff games, dude, they were outplayed in both of them. They yeah. were. Like, I, I thought Green Bay was better. They had a big lead even in the fourth quarter of that game. And then Detroit for a half, really a half and – Part of the third quarter, they were significantly better than San Francisco. Now, the Niners came back. They won both of those games. They're still here. That's all that matters. But and for large stretches of these playoffs, San Francisco has been outplayed by their opponents. Now they got to go up against, you know, a team that's won two Super Bowls in the last five years. And Patrick Mahomes, the best player on the planet. I, I get why so many people are picking Kansas City to win. Like most of the experts, I looked at ESPN. I think they asked like 65 of their football experts and like 49 of them have the Chiefs winning, even though they're the underdogs. Like, I, I see why t people are picking Kansas City, but I just think top to bottom, the Niners are the better team. I think it's their time. I'm going with uh, San Francisco in a close one. I think it's a one-possession game, but I think the Niners find a W. Well, we'll know pretty early. We'll see what that Niners defense can do against that offensive line of Kansas City. That's That'll be the early uh, determination deal that – if they get to him early, they'll still be getting to Patrick Mahomes late. So it's not going to be one of those come from behind where Patrick Mahomes is down 10 or two touchdowns and comes back. And if he gets a lead, I think they build on a lead. 
because then they know what's going on in San Francisco. They understand that, you know, they can get get to that secondary. But the Chiefs secondary is a lot better than I believe they are. Yeah. They the Chiefs have one of the best defenses in football this year. Like, yeah. that's that's why they're here. They're, they, they held Baltimore, the MVP, Lamar Jackson, to 10 points last week. Like, they only scored 17. They did enough. They made that huge play late. They didn't score a point, though, in the second half. They are here because of their defense this year. Yeah, so and I think San Francisco and Brock Purdy, if they're pressing to, to come back, I think that's where the problems come in. Yeah, I think if you're Kansas City, you got to remember about uh, that you have Isaiah Pacheco because San Francisco could not really stop Aaron Jones, and Jameer Gibbs was having a really good day running the ball against them too. Like that Niners defense, kind of like the Cowboys, they're much better rushing the passer than they are stopping the run. Yeah. No, you got it. Like, of course, with Mahomes, it's like, oh, I want to throw it every single play because he's the best in the world. Whatever. We don't want to take the ball out of his hands. You got to remember, Pacheco's good, and the Niners have not shown a consistent ability to stop the run in this postseason. Yeah, but their linebackers are going to want to hit that little ever-ready ever bunny. Ever ready bunny. They want to get to him. Sure. They want to get to Pacheco. They want to hit him hard. All that high leg stuff. They, they wanted to hit Aaron Jones and Jameer Gibbs, too, and they, they didn't well, they that often. They couldn't hit Jameer Gibbs. They could forget because they can't catch him. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. Isn't he? Uh, all right, we'll get Lee Sterling's expert picks here in about five minutes. Uh, he will join us. Also, David Pierce, the head coach of the Texas baseball team, will jump on at, 10, at 9.30, excuse me, uh, to preview the season for the Longhorns, which gets going a week from you tonight. You City if you really do want to. I know you want to. Of course, I want Kansas City to win, but I think San Francisco is going to win. Um, but first, before we get to all that stuff, Buck, how about uh, some more love to some more sponsors? Dr. Greg Eckert, love that group of professionals. They do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. And I had my teeth restored in just two visits with the good doctor. I uh, got him in there, and I can't be happier. My teeth, my teeth are looking good. I'm feeling good about my teeth. I'm happy about what happened seven years ago with my teeth. And, folks, I get in there and get a little buffing every once in a while. I have not had any problems. Dr. Record's been doing this for over 28 years, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. Now, if, if you're thinking about having that smile or you're just having problems just with a couple teeth, one tooth or many teeth, how about this, dental implants? You can get that done with Dr. Record in just one day. And you can find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving the good doctor a call at 512-345-3166. And if you're still scared and you're worried about going to the dentist and you're hearing the drills and you hate the sounds, IV, IV sedation may be the way to go. And Dr. Ecker will get that done because he wants to make sure your dental health uh, will contribute to the and benefit the regular health that you have. So, and if you've got dental insurance, let's use that dental insurance now that the new year has come. You, everybody's got new insurance going on. The new year has come. So let's not wait till December. Let's get it done right now. And Dr. Ecker and his staff will get that done for you too. But boy, it's important. If you feel good about your smile and you want to keep that smile, get that general dentistry done. But if you want to have that unbelievable look, the look that I wanted, I wanted the Denzel smile and the Denzel money. And BK is making sure I get that Denzel money right now. So that's important. But I do have the smile that I wanted. And I always wanted that. I really, I had, I had yellow stained teeth. I just had grown up that way. And I said, this is not, I want to smile. I wouldn't smile at folks. But since I've been to Dr. Record, folks, I'm like the Cheshire cat. I've got a smile on my face all the time. I'm happy. I'm happy with my smile, and you can too. Give them a call today at 512-345-3166. 
He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Absolutely. Shout out, Doc. You shout out SentexTickets.com as well if you're looking for something to do this weekend. How about uh, the Texas basketball game? The Longhorns back in action tomorrow. Gotta have that win. Taking on West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully the Longhorns can get back on track and find a win at home. It's been tough for them. One and four in their last five home games. Uh, they should be able to beat West Virginia tomorrow. If you want to be in the building, head over to SyntexTickets.com to get your tickets to that game. And every Texas basketball game, men's and women's, they've got tickets for you on site at SyntexTickets.com. Every concert coming to town, every Broadway show coming to town. And not just in this town, wherever you are across the country, the best and most reliable place to get your tickets is at SyntexTickets.com. Yes. All right, All right, Buck. I see our man in the waiting room for the final time this football season. It's bittersweet, man. We love that the Super Bowl is here, but you know, football is going away, and unfortunately that means our man Lee Sterling will be going away. But we get him for one final time, the Super Bowl special show, two days away from the big game. Lee, what's going on, my friend? Well, I'm good. Uh, maybe, we, you know, hopefully our teams can get back on track in basketball and we can talk some March Madness. What are they, Texas is, would not be in the tournament right now, correct? I think they'd be in. Uh, would they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They've, they've had a good uh, last couple of weeks. They've put together a few quadrant one wins. So most of the bracketologists have the Longhorns in right, right now, but they, they still have some work to do to be safe right. for sure. And, and who would think, you know, with that new building that – they wouldn't have a huge home court advantage. I mean, not like they're playing in the drum anymore. I mean, that place oh. is beautiful. It's loud. I mean, the drum was a dinosaur. I, I just can't figure that part out. I thought our teams would be like, if not a one seed, would be like a two or three seed at this point. So my Miami Hurricanes uh, looks like won't be, won't be in the tournament unless we win two out of three against Duke in North Carolina coming up starting on Saturday. So, yep, surprise. Yeah, I mean, our teams played in the Elite Eight last yep. year, and with all the money that you've racked in from ParamountSports.com, you were able to pay off the refs to get Miami into the final <laughs> four. Oh, come on. And then here we are this year. We're not sure either team's even going to make the tournament. Who do we need oh, to pay to get it in? Wasn't, it wasn't even close, Brad. Come on. <laughs> uh, I've clearly got well, I'll have to. I'll have to be rooting for the horns here, so it doesn't look like my canes are going to be there. So, mm. All right, let's have some fun with the Super Bowl. Some money yes, to be made here, all right? Yeah. Well, where do you okay. want to start, Lee? I know you've got some prop bets. There's a million prop bets that you can right. bet on, but there's always, you know, three or four that you love more than any other. What's uh, what's on your slate this year? All right, let's start with my favorite, uh, one that we've won nine straight years. It's my daughter's national anthem, over under. So three of the last five years, it's gone over two minutes. This year, we have Reba McIntyre, and I gave my daughter – the assignment gave her the singer and the over-under 90 and a half seconds last Saturday. I didn't hear from her for about five and a half hours. And then she called me all excited. And I'm like, oh, did you go out? She goes, no. She goes, there are 22 YouTube national anthems for Reba McIntyre starting in 1976. She was singing like age 17 or 18 in rodeos, for rodeos. 22 of them. She's sang two national anthems for World Series. She's now 68 years old. My daughter just feels she is not all of a sudden going to change the way she sings national anthems because she's singing for the Super Bowl. So my, are either one of you musically inclined at all? 
We're inclined to play music or listen okay. to music. Yeah. Okay. You know what notes mean? You know what certain notes mean? Yeah, C sharp and okay. Here's her reasoning. She said, number one, she clips a lot of the ends of phrases. That's first. But also, my daughter, when she sings a national anthem, she will sing it starting in a D. Reba started singing in the 80s on a C, in the 90s on a B, and I think she said around 2012 on an A note. She said all of a sudden, she's not going to go from an A up to a, a C or a D. She said she is comfortable in her own space. A lot of singers, they get on the big stage and they change what they do. She said, not Reba, 68 years old here. She said, 19 of the 22 have gone under. The public is playing the over. They are hitting the over hard. She goes, she said for the 10th straight time, she thinks she's got the winner under 90 and a half seconds. Reba McIntyre, National Anthem. Hopefully we hit that one. Takes a little bit of the pressure off some of our other wagers. Mm, okay. I like, I like that call, an, an, uh, an older singer getting up there maybe not having the, the lung power that she once had, as you said, when she was singing at the rodeos and doesn't want to be, doesn't want to do that. Doesn't right. want to go past, doesn't want to add, any of her, add anything. Her, her her national anthems have been good enough for a long time. So right. I, don't think, I, I think your daughter's right. She doesn't change up. Right. And then um, let's look at, got to talk, got to do a Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> <laughs> Prop here. There's about 30 of them. Oh. So I'm not going to do, is Taylor Swift going to hug Travis Kelsey's mom or anything like that? But there is some precedent on bets that where they have stars, how many times will they show them? Let's talk about like when Eli and Peyton Manning were playing quarterback. They would have, how many times will they show the other brother sitting in the box? And sure enough, they would sit a number like two and a half, and they show them one time. I think they're telling the cameraman, listen, if Travis scores a touchdown, show Taylor. He has, let's say, a third and 15 catch or a one-handed catch. It's incredible. Show him. I think the number is juiced at five and a half. We're going to go over, under five and a half total appearances from the start of the game uh, through the final whistle. I think it's just way, way too much. A couple player props that I like. We'll go under 246 and a half total passing yards for Brock Purdy. Now, here's my reasoning. Kansas City's defense. Not only have they not allowed a 300-yard passer, they haven't allowed any passer of the 17 regular season games and three postseason games to throw for 260 yards on this pass defense. So we'll go under 246 total passing yards for Brock Purdy. And I think San Francisco does not want to fall behind like they've done in the first two playoff games. So they'll run the ball more. That could also help the under there. And then Debo Samuel. He ran the ball a bunch, a ton early in the year and when he was healthy, when they beat Dallas 42-10 and Philly 242-19. Lately, he's been hurt. I think they're going to run him three, four, five times. Totals 13 and a half rushing yards. He can get that in one carry. This guy's – last time I saw thighs on a wide receiver like that, well, there haven't been any thighs like that. Like Earl, His thighs remind me of Earl Campbell's thighs. He's a horse, and he's yeah. fast as lightning. He'll run you over. He's not going to all of a sudden step out of bounds. He'll get whatever he can get there. So we'll go over 13 and a half rushing yards for Debo Samuel. Okay. 
On the other side, Patrick Mahomes, longest yeah. reception, not going to touch the passing yards, 35 and a half yards. I don't think he has guys that can get down the field and make too many plays. So we'll go under 35 and a half yards on longest reception. Travis Kelsey, 70 and a half receiving yards. I'll go over there. I mean, he's going to get the ball early and often. The guy's unguardable. You can't guard. See this. I was trying to free or strong safe the pro football dating back to maybe the 60s or 70s. Guard these guys that are like and run like the wind. You're breaking up a little bit, Lee. I'm sorry. Say that last part again. Do you think there's any safety, uh-huh. Bucky, that in the last 50, 60 years that can cover these tight ends that we've seen? The NFL? Not lately. Not the, not the kids as they bring out now. They're they're not tight ends. They're big receivers. Right. I mean, someone mentioned, like, someone mentioned Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott was really good, but he was only six foot. You he can't guard a guy. Now, he may knock them out if they came across the middle and taken a 15-yard yeah. penalty. But he's not running with them and no. and going to be able to run up and jump up and knock a ball down. Maybe Kenny Easley. Those are the only two guys I could think of. So Kenny, the he, great Kenny Easley. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't remember that name, but Bucky and I do. He was like 6'1", 215, 220, strong, could run like the wind. So I'll go um, – over 70 and a half receiving yards for Travis Kelsey. And here's another one. We'll go with Kansas City under five and a half penalties. Reason for that is they've been there before. Uh, we know, we know for a fact that Andy Reid has disciplined teams. This is an officiating crew, doesn't throw a whole lot of penalties. And even if they get behind Kansas City, I don't think they're going to lose their cool. The only guy that scares me is Kadarius Tony. If they put him on the field for like eight or ten plays, he'll line up all sides. He might get a a late hit or a hit in the back, um, a blindside hit. I mean, he scares you, but I I don't see him playing more than four or five plays. So I'll go under five and a half penalties. And then for the game, how about this stat? We've got Patrick Mahomes has dropped back to pass in the playoffs 112 times, four touchdowns. No interceptions, no fumbles. He's been sacked twice for a grand total of minus 11 yards. You're going to win a lot of games when you win the turnover battle. On top of that, Andy Reid, 27-4, and coming off the bye. I think San Francisco one time was a better team, but not now. I, I love Kansas City's defense. A lot of people don't know a lot of their names, but the last three years they have drafted extremely well. They've come together, and if it comes down to it, they got the better kicker. I mean, Jake Moody is 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 not going to make a big field goal from 45, 50 yards. If it comes down to it. And Harrison Buckner, he'll, he'll put it right through the uprights. I like Kansas City plus the two. I think they win 26-20. Wrong team favored. I like it, yep. I like it a lot. I just flipped over, and I got okay. 27-24, and I, I like Kansas City also. I had San Francisco yesterday, but how can you go against Patrick Mahomes? I need that prop that Patrick Mahomes is going to take off with the ball, too. When there's nothing there, he's going to run for yardage in these big games. He always does. And I expect for him, 
I wonder what the over and under there. I bet you it's like 30, maybe 30 yards, maybe at the most. It, it was, I think, in the high 20s. Here's oh. something interesting also. San Francisco pass rush. What do you think they're ranked out of 32 teams? In terms of sacks, pressure rate? Pressure, pressure rate. I, I would guess pretty high, but because you're asking the question, I feel like it's lower than what I think it is. Okay, after five games, they were top 10. Yes. Top five. They're 26 right now in pressure wow. rate. Yeah. If you yeah, can't get to Patrick Mahomes and their offensive line, the number two pass protection unit, it's going to be a long game. I think Andy Reid sat him down and said, you know what, Patrick? This isn't Texas Tech. You know, this isn't the early years when we had Hill and, and all these other receivers. You know what? If you don't throw interceptions and you score 20, 23, 25, 26 points, we're going to win almost every single game. Just don't turn the ball over. And I think that that he has really matured as a quarterback. Throws the ball away, not yelling. We don't see the, the arguments uh, with Andy anymore on the sidelines and they even lost a couple games later in the year, but I think they figured it out. So we'll take Kansas City here. Like I said, wrong team favorite. There it is. All right, Lee. Uh, look, those are some of your fun bets, but you've got a lot more for the people for Super yeah. Bowl 58. If folks want to get all of your picks for the game and every sport, how do they find you? All right, just go to ParamountSports.com. Just for visiting the website on the homepage where it says free pick sign up. Uh, we've won five of the last six UFC cards, but couldn't come up with five, six, seven selections. I just found three. So we're going to give them away for free. So if you want to get my three UFC selections for UFC Fight Night on Saturday, starts at, I think, uh, 3 o'clock your time. Just uh, go to the homepage where it says free pick sign up. Put in your email address. Send those out to you tonight. If you want to get involved for the Super Bowl, get my selection of top 15 prop plays, $97 or Basketball or hockey, where we are rolling in both sports, haven't had a losing week this year. Just go to ParamountSports.com, four ninety seven for each sport through the finals in mid June. Uh, so everyone have a happy, healthy, and a safe uh, Super Bowl. Don't eat too much, and hopefully we can put some jingle in your pockets. There you go. Hey, Lee, let me ask you this: yeah. uh, Taylor Swift going to make her way onto the stage at one time? I'm not saying perform, but will she make? Will we see her on that stage possibly? No, no, I I, I don't see it happening. Thank and, you. And proposing? Lee. Definitely not proposing. Oh no, 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 just just showing up either beside the stage, on the stage at any time yeah. during the halftime. No, no, no. Okay. I don't see it happening. Yeah, you're not a Swifty, I guess, Brad. Right? No, I'm He's I'm fine with her. I just think yeah. like there's no chance she goes on stage during Usher's right. halftime show. She'll ruin his no. life if she does right. that. I, I I've compared it to the Kanye West millions. to her. How is she going to ruin? She'll only make that dude millions if she showed up. <laughs> Trillions, not millions. Trillions. She handed Trillions. out. Did you see? You want to talk about, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't listen to her music, but you have to be a fan of the type person she is. She handed every roadie on the tour five I, no, no, I'm sorry. Hundred thousand bucks. Hundred thousand bucks. Wow. wow! I should have been a Swifty. That's where I yep. messed up in this life. <laughs> Goodness, you might, might hey, still hope, Brad. You can still marry a Swifty. That's, That's true. Right. I, could, I could marry her. See, right. we'll, we'll see there how you, you go. do on Sunday, Travis. Yep. Yeah, yeah, still available. Hey, that yeah. deal's about to come to an end anyway, so you might yeah. as well jump in there. Yeah. God. You think they? You think they? They break up in the off season? 
I think, yeah, I think this, I, I, you know, I hope it, it looks real and I yeah. think they're having a good time with it, but I think it's, they'll be moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Tra mm -hmm. I think Travis might be moving on, but you know what? If I was single, I wasn't married. I might propose if I won the game. Right. There you go. Yeah. But Could the only problem real. is the, the, the prenup probably thicker oh. than the Bible. Right. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right, guys. You're the best. Thanks, as always, for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds See you later. good, guys. Take care. See you, guys. All right, All right. there he goes. Lee Sterling. ParamountSports.com, that's the website. By the way, the Lee Sterling segment is brought to you, as always, by our great friends at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers. Go see our man, Bill. The Buck's been there a couple of times. I think he might yeah. be going back there soon for a little birthday gift. But Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers, they've been in Austin for more than 140 years years austin's oldest family run business they're the best jewelry store in the world hey valentine's day is next week next wednesday guys if you have not gotten a gift yet go see our friend bill cohen at joe cohen and son jewelers sixth and congress right in the heart of downtown free parking yes free parking in downtown free, austin free wrapping he'll wrap that bad boy for you right there absolutely they will wrap the gift for you you will be the hero of valentine's day if you do your gift shopping at joe cohen and son jewelers the best in the business for almost 150 years now bill the fourth generation jeweler of the cohen family look there are plenty of places that have great jewelry selection but what separates bill and the team at joe cohen and son jewelers is their knowledge of everything and the way that they are going to treat you every single time you walk into the store. It's not just us. They're going to treat you like family every time you go in there. Go see their uh, service, their selection. It's all second to none down there, 6th and Congress. Or go to uh, joecohenjewelers.com for more information. But definitely go see Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers this Valentine's Day. Hell, before Valentine's Day to oh, make yeah. sure you get that gift taken care of. Of. Yeah, I do. I like. I do like the prop BK, the Mahomes. I mean, if if that rushing number's in the twenties, that dude is going to take off. He's going to get pressured from the outside by Young and Boza. They're coming outside. You know that he's going to get forced up inside into the pocket. And if it's there, and they're if they're trying to play man, he will take off and go. Now I, I worry about the linebackers from uh, San Fran hitting that dude because they're going to try to kill him. I mean, they're going to try to hit him. I mean, they're going to try to turn that dude inside out. When he takes off and he doesn't slide, he tries to give you that little fake and all that, Warner will try to knock him smooth out. That's the guy I worry about. Patrick Mahomes taking a shot from, from Warner. That Other than that, he's going to run. He's done that. He, that's what he does in the playoffs. When you give him an opportunity to run, he takes off. And he yeah. has some big yards. I mean, 20-something 20 doesn't seem like much. Because he's going to you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's you know not the best runner, but when he does need to pick up yards with his legs, he can. And he's make he's it healthy. He's healthy right now. Yeah, you're right. Like last year's playoff run, he was a little banged up dealing with that ankle injury. He does seem like he's uh, as close to 100 percent as you could possibly yeah. be this late into a year. So uh, yeah, Mahomes has been amazing in these playoffs. Like the defense, one of the best in football this year. The offense had some inconsistencies during the regular season, but. Uh, no, Mahomes and company, they have figured things out on the offensive side when they've needed to. And you're right. The fact that yeah, he hasn't turned it over in three playoff games is pretty freaking remarkable. He's There's no doubt he's the better quarterback here. Uh, it's just the rest. Does Kansas City have enough on the rest of its roster to overcome all of the talent that San Francisco has? Yeah, as much I mean, as we hear about Shanahan, 
who's the better coach? Yeah, I mean, you got to go with the guy who's got a couple of Super Bowls to his name, right? I mean, look, yes. Kyle Shanahan, I think, is one of the best coaches in football. This is the one thing he hasn't done, right? Like, he's been named coach of the year. He's been to a Super Bowl before. He's won pretty consistently since taking over in San Francisco, but he hasn't uh, claimed that ultimate prize yet. So, uh, yeah, that's his problem. Andy Reid has been to this game a lot. He's won it a couple of times. I think you give a slight coaching edge to Andy Reid, but, the, the you know, the gap between head coach – head coach is is not huge the gap between quarterbacks pretty big huge yeah, yeah pretty big pretty big so once again if you are going with kansas city like you are like lee is uh i, I can't fault you for ever betting against andy reed and patrick mahomes in in january or february they usually it's a late change by me and it's a late change by lee as he said he just how can you do that how can you go against that guy how can you do that how can you go against that dude i mean it's just it just seems weird it's like watching the game and and when you're watching, you're going to go, how am, I, how am I betting against Patrick Mahomes? What is wrong with me? Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's what I'm going to say on Sunday night at about yes. 9 o'clock if the Chiefs win. I'm going to be like, what? Really? Did I really bet against this guy? What yeah. was I thinking? How could you possibly think of that? I mean, I really? Know. I know. Look, he's lost a Super Bowl before. He's lost playoff games, plural. Doesn't feel like it, but he's lost playoff games before. They were down by 10 against San Francisco in Super Bowl 54. Now, uh, obviously, a lot of different players on each side. I think there's 13 total players who were in that game four years ago who were in this game on Sunday. So very different rosters and obviously a different quarterback for the Niners. But, uh, yeah, the Niners, it's not like they got blown out in that game. Like, the final score, was uh, the Chiefs won by 11, but San Francisco was in control. They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of that one. So, Truly no moral uh, victories in the Super Bowl. None. No, God, no. No. Yeah, San Francisco didn't leave that game saying, oh, we were up 10 on them in the fourth. That's good. No, they were pissed that they choked uh, that lead. And look, that's that's another thing with Shanahan. You talk about him not winning a Super Bowl. He's also a part of two of the bigger Super Bowl chokes of yes. all time. Now, he's a part of the biggest one as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta when they blew that 28-3 to lead against Tom Brady. The, uh, the 10-point choke not nearly as significant as uh you know what happened in that houston super bowl 52 but he's got to find a way to get that uh, proverbial monkey off of his back man like if if the niners lose on sunday like shanahan's not going to get fired but i guarantee you i guarantee you there will be people who are like do we need to consider making a move like this guy's clearly a good coach but can he be the guy to get us over the hump like, there are going to be Niners fans, and there are going to be the Stephen A's and Skip Bayless, the hot take artists out there, sure. who are asking that question on Monday if the Niners lose. I guarantee it. I well, guarantee yeah, it'll it. be all about the quarterback. Is he the right guy, and is this the right coach? That's how that'll work. They'll go hand in hand. Absolutely. All right, quick shout-out to BetUS, by the way. Uh, yeah. If you want to take any of Lee's picks or Bucky's picks, make sure you uh, go win your money over at BetUS. There's a link. If you're watching on YouTube, just click the link in the video description below us. If you're listening on the app, just click Explore Our Socials, and you'll find the BetUS link right there. And uh, you deposit 50 bucks or more, you will be on your way to winning. They're going to give you free money. They're going to match your deposit. So they'll give you more money that you can play with this weekend and you can start cashing in on all the sports. You don't have to wait till Sunday. You can bet on basketball, on hockey, on UFC, on golf. They've got all the lines, all the sports, all year round at BetUS. And, uh, hey, if you sign up for BetUS and you uh, send us something on the code of text line saying that you did, we're going to put you in a raffle to win a Cover 3 gift card. 
Oh, yes, the randomizer back at work again. So, uh, yeah, send us a picture on the code of text line, 512-222-9328, of you depositing uh, those 50 bucks into a BetUS account, and you're going to have a chance to win a Cover 3 gift card. Hell, we might even give away a couple of Cover 3 gift cards for folks who sign up over at BetUS. All right, I see our uh, our next guest here nice. shifting around here, but uh, this is one of our favorites, man. I, you know, one of one of the worst parts of being in Houston the last couple of years was not being able to cover Texas baseball, and more specifically, not being able to talk to this guy because this is one of my favorite people who has ever coached any program at the University of Texas, and a guy who's had a ton of success as a coach at the University of Texas as well. The head coach of the Texas baseball team, David Pierce, joining us this morning. What's going on, coach? Hi, What's Coach. going on, BK? It's been a while, Bucky. You guys look good. No, it's it's good to see you, Coach. It's good to have an opportunity to spend some time with you. And I know you've been busy and getting everything all straight. How's how's the off season for you? Do you get the golf course? You get out there a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Uh, you know, summer we roll right out of season, and then you know you're right into recruiting. You're right into uh, camp season. So try to break away a little bit, but see the granddaughters, um, see the family a little bit, get caught up on domestic uh, affairs or domestic stuff. And then, yeah, then we roll right into a new crop of players. September, we start and get after it. And then our real break is really, like people talk about summer breaks. Our summer break really is about the start of Thanksgiving up until the first of the year. Yeah. Uh, that's our, our, our break. And it's good because you're able to, have Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, you know, I don't know how those basketball guys do it. That's a tough time to coach. But, yeah, it's good to see you guys. It's good yeah, to see you, you Coach. Now, now, when you have those those times off, I know you're always in constant contact with, with your guys, with, with your other coaches and stuff. And uh, do you guys still have pl- – do you still make plans? Do you guys even, – even though – or do you tell those guys just we're getting away from it? I'm going to do this. I don't need to have a phone call. Are you still having little sit-downs with them, Zoom meetings with them, just to go over some things that may may get into each other's heads during the course of being away from it? Well, we try to do a little bit of both because everybody needs a little time to sure. you know, just just regroup. But it's really recruiting's 365. It just never sure. stops. Uh, if we're not on the road or not seeing guys here on campus, we're you know we're continuing to look at stuff on film and we're continuing to talk to coaches throughout the country, talk to scouts. Um, and now I mean, we even talk to agents more so than ever before. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, just because – and a lot of those guys are former ball players, so you, you know them, but they're a part of the loop now, uh, part of the uh, support systems of these players. So yeah, you try to just create relationships so you have good, valid information when you're trying to chase players down. But – yeah, we get some time off, um, go down to South Texas for a couple of outings. We play a little golf, but you really don't get away from the job at yeah. all. Um, the whole key is understanding how to just create some balance in your life then because there's not much balance once we get back. Like at this time of the year, it's seven days a week, um, you know, hopefully for six months. 
Yeah, and it feels like the season starts earlier every single year, Coach. And I want to ask you about your coaching staff, too. Some reorganization uh, that you did last summer. You're going to take over as the primary pitching coach for this team. You obviously have a lot of experience doing that. But would love to get your thoughts on just kind of your role change and also Troy Tulowitzki coming back to be a part of this program, just some of the staff shakeup that uh, you guys had last offseason. Yeah, well, I, I saw this this the other day it makes a lot of sense it's not about being right it's about getting it right and sometimes you got to take some time to to really just get it the way you want it and it may take a year it may take six months you know at times we've thrown things against the wall to try to get a player to understand something in a different way or you know how you communicate that but it's no different with with the staff you know we would love to have Troy as a full-time coach, but him in the building uh, as the player, what is his title? The director of player development. Um, he's just such a good resource, uh, bouncing things off of him and being able to visit with the coaches and his experience. So having him in the building every day and he and I have always tag teamed our mental game and he's exceptional with that. And, what I like about that, like a lot of people have a mental performance coach, I and mean, we have a guy that did it at the highest level. That's day to day. He's not he's not coming in for uh, once a month and checking in. I mean, it's it, it's on campus every day, so that's huge for us. Um, and then me moving back to pitching, it's crazy how you get labeled as a certain type of coach. I, I view myself as a baseball guy, not necessarily a hitting guy, not an outfield coach, not a pitching coach. I'm a baseball coach. And when I look at it like that, I've been on both sides of the ball. Um, and it just allows us to give the offense another offensive coach moving Rod, Caleb, and then bringing Phillip back on the field. So now we have three everyday guys dealing with our offense. Chris Gordon is our analytics guy and does a lot of exceptional stuff with our pitching. So the combination of Chris behind the scenes with me makes it doable for me to go back to pitching. So a lot of the setup, the day-to-day, all the analytics, Gordo handles, and and then it allows me to step in and really coach pitching. And I think you're a better pitching coach when you're with them every day. Like like I've been in systems where, you know, the, the head coach calls the pitches but the pitching coach does the day-to-day. And for me, being more in the day-to-day allows me to understand our, our guys, their mental state, as well as, you know, what they can and can't do. Um, and it's been awesome. I was the pitching coach at Rice from 06 and then through Sam Houston State, through Tulane in my first two years here. So I'm really comfortable doing it. I, I like doing it. But I still have the ability with – with great personnel around me to still be involved in the team. And I don't ever want to be the pitching coach only as the head coach. I want to maintain that title as the head coach and, and, and be able to, to really coordinate the team. Our coach, let me, let me ask this about strength and development. You know what? We watched it with the, with, with Sark and this football team this year, three years into the program. There is no doubt that when we watch this, the football team play this year, no matter what game it was, strength and development, they were as good as anybody they walked out onto the field with. It didn't matter. And I mm-hmm. think you saw that in wins and losses. Over the last couple of years, your strength and development 
uh, how, can you see and notice the difference in your players and and different guys? You know, each individual has a program that they're on, but as a team, can you see their strength and development just grow as a group? Yeah, let me, if you don't mind, I'm going to comment a little bit about what you said with Sark and his program. Man, we're just so proud of what they've done. Uh, all of our fall sports just killed mm -hmm. it. Jared Elliott's just killing it. Um, he's he's one of the best, if not the best in the country. But but just watching those other teams in the fall and now the success of our winter uh, sports, it just motivates and inspires you to kind of go out and be your best every day. But we have a strength coach named uh, Matt Couch. And what I love about Matt, he's a former pitcher. And so he understands how the arm works in sports-specific position specific from position player to to pitchers and that's huge um so he's really good at that and i think too you're starting to see just the physicality of the type of player that we're recruiting um and then you put that into our program and you're seeing the development happen much quicker Coach, what uh, has you most excited about your team? We're a week away, of course, from opening day. I'll open things up with a three-game series against San Diego at home. But what has you most excited about your bunch here in 2024? I think we have such a good balance of older leaders with young talent. And, and that balance and, and then created we've created some depth with that. Um, pretty fired up about how we're going to utilize some of these guys. But... You know, when you look up and you've got two catchers that are both pretty darn good and have some experience, and Kimball Schuessler and Ryland Galvan, it gives you security. And if you don't catch, you don't pitch. And so we got to make sure that battery is good. Uh, but the return of Peyton, the development of Jalen Flores, uh, the return of Jack O'Dowd, who is just an exceptional leader and a baseball IQ kid in the middle of the field, um, and then the versatility of Jared Thomas, where he can play first and then go to center field, and he's been exceptional at both. Then you add Porter Porter Brown back in that mix in left field. And then we have a couple of really good freshmen that we look at in Tommy uh, Farmer, Will Gasparino. These guys are physical. They're 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 they really look the part. They still have a lot to learn the speed of the game, but. There are just so many ingredients there to work with. Um, and then veteran like Cameron Constantine. I mean, this kid's been around. He knows what to do. He's a great clubhouse guy. Um, and then some pieces in the bullpen are coming around. It's probably one of the first years that I knew kind of going into the spring who the three starters were going to be. And when you look at LeBaron Johnson, Charlie Hurley, and then the return of Tanner Witt. So, uh, the pieces are there. We just got to go play and not get too caught up in big picture and be good enough to play every day. You know, you can't you you, you can't do anything about guys that aren't there. But coach, you've lost you've lost some key guys. You lost some key leadership guys that were just more than leadership. And when you talk about leadership and players that have been around your program, but the the loss of some of the people. I mean, you're losing a shortstop, a, an outfielder, uh, a, a second baseman. Those things are. It's just the reality of it, and, and people have to step in and be ready to play at this level. But, boy, that leadership, that's hard to come by. And when you say you have guys that have been around the program that are, have to step up, they may not step up on the field, but the things that they have to do to keep your team together, 
when things get a little rough, because things will get a little rough. You know that. It always happens. But to have that kind of leadership around, because you're losing a lot of leadership players. Yeah, you've been in that locker room. You know, when it's clubhouse driven uh, and we can facilitate and, mm -hmm. and give them resources and structure, but they, they kind of understand the pulse of the team, the pulse of the clubhouse, and they, they have really good timing of when to pick up a young guy or when to kind of realize that the team's kind of going through the motions. That's, that's critical. And if we can just really like bring our mental game every single day, and I think that's such a challenge in baseball. Can we do that every single day? Uh, huge. When you talk about losing a Dylan Campbell and an Eric Kennedy that, that, are big just staples of our leadership and right. abilities in the lineup every day. That's where young players have to step up. Uh, you know, we just had our alumni game last weekend. I didn't know if we could get that lineup out. And you look at some of those guys that are just knocking on the door of the big leagues. David Hamilton was in the big leagues last year, Cody Clemens. And you look at, you know, all those guys coming back, like I've texted every one of them to tell them how important it is for them to continue to give back to this program um, just by their presence. And our young players see that. So it's this, it's this revolving door of really talented players that have opportunity to go play, but then continue to come back in their off seasons. It just creates that culture that you're looking for. Coach, the, uh, the dreaded two-part question here, look, I'm sure your goal every year is to win the conference that you're in, but any extra motivation with this being the last year of the Big 12 to find a conference title on your way out the door? And also, how excited are you guys to uh, make the move to the SEC after this year? Yeah, well, CDC's put a lot of pressure on us to win the, win the league uh, for every sport going out, but I don't think we look at it any different. That's that's one of the first championships we have opportunity to win. When you look at our sport, we look at winning, having opportunity to play for five championships, the regular season, the tournament, the regional, super regional, and the national championship. And that's what I came here for. I mean, it's been going on eight years, but sevenfold would be the seventh season. We came here to win championships. And so, um, the national ch championship is what our ultimate goal is every single year. Um, we really don't even recognize, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but we don't really recognize a conference championship as much as maybe some other sports because you don't have to win the conference championship to win the national championship in baseball. It's, it, it's an opportunity to play and win a championship Mm -hmm. We're going to do everything we can to win it. Um, but we have a kind of a bigger goal when you look at the big picture from our perspective. Uh, Coach, what will we see from Tanner Witt now that he's back? And, and obviously he's almost, he's got, I mean, you can say full strength, but until you get out there in the competition, once again, what will be different about him uh, than we saw last year? I, I, he, he, he tried his best. I thought he worked very hard and you know how hard he had to work to come back from that surgery. What do you see in him already so far this year? Well, let's go back to last spring where I don't know if he was really ready physically, but he wanted the ball. Right. And what I loved about that is his teammates were behind him, which tells you that he's a great teammate. Um, he went into the summer uh, probably trying to 
trying to tweak, trying to find some, you know, some reasoning of why he hadn't been as good as he felt like he should be at that point. So we shut him down this fall from competition and our entire goal has been to get his body moving the way it needs to move and get his arm in the best shape it can be in. And I think you look at his stature and everybody thinks he's just a huge power guy. Yeah. He really can pitch. I mean, he's a four pitch mixed guy. I mean, but the biggest thing he's probably added is, is the consistency of the slider. Um, the velocity has been good, but it hasn't been great. Uh, and I think that's what everybody's waiting on is that next, that next jump in velocity. Yeah. He's been probably 90, touching a 93, which is on course, but he's never really been over 94. So I like where he is, but the ability to understand how to pitch, even though he looks like a big power guy, he's pretty good four pitch mix guy that, that I think he can trust all of his pitches. Texas baseball head coach David Pierce with us. Now, coach, last thing from me, uh, the new fan area in left center field, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that, right? Everyone knows about the the Occupy left field folk, and we'll actually be doing a pregame show next Friday for opening day out there. We're excited about it. But, man, you look at some of these SEC ballparks and some of the crazy fan bases they have out there, you see fans in the outfield at just about all of their stadiums. You know, your thoughts on the uh, improved fan experience coming to the dish this season? Uh, let me, I apologize because I didn't even answer your two-part, um, the SEC. It's just so hard for us right now to get there just because we're competing next week in the Big 12. Sure. Uh, but, you know, from my perspective, I'm having to do some double duties and in, in meetings. We've gone to, um, I had to go to Birmingham, uh, some Zoom calls. So behind the scenes, we're prepping, but at the same time, we're getting ready for the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying it for a long time. There's so many things, I think, that can be somewhat plastic in college baseball where here's the stadium, here's the field, hopefully the fans come. The more fan experience we give, and, and my goal is to have a fan come to a game. We put a great product on the field. Whether we win or lose, that fan experience tells that group, I want to go back. I can't wait to get back to the ballpark. And so adding some kid-friendly stuff, adding some uh, different areas throughout the park, I think also you're going to see us adding capacity where we're going to have to Im Im improve uh, uh, our capacity, which is an awesome thing. Um, we've shattered the attendance record the last two years. And I'm telling you, it, it's it's so good. Now you look at Yeti stepping up. It's going to be called the Yeti Yard. Uh, it's left field. It's ground level. We open that side of the fence. That's a cool feature. Uh, you've got the Gus Pavilion that has really turned into a little more permanent versus just uh, in the postseason. And then just taking care of the fans when they come in, making sure that the concessions are right, making sure that the lines aren't too long and we can control some of that. The coffee's hot. Uh, everything is is kind of viewed as very professional. And if we can do that, then it's my job for us to have a great product on the field. And so we have a great team. It's not just the baseball department. It's our marketing. It's, you know, our, our, our media. Everything is intact right now. And people feel like that they're a huge part of the success of our program. And then that's, 
that that's really what we're looking for and striving for and they're doing a great job so we're looking forward to just a great fan experience week in and week out it's well said any more buck no i'm good i'm just i can't wait till next week i can't wait to get out there and do some games and some pre-game shows and have some fun yeah super bowl who we got i got kansas city i'm on i'm on the niners what about you coach well, I have two nephews that work for the Niners, but it's hard to root against Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard against that guy. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I, I, I I definitely pick KC over Buffalo and throughout just because of that guy. He's yeah. incredible. But I got to root for the Niners. There, there you go. go. Family ties. Well, Coach, it's great to see you. Best of luck this season. Hopefully we get the chance to do this again this year. But thanks so much for the time, and uh, we'll see you soon. Good luck, right. coach. Thank you. There he goes. David Pierce, the head coach of the Texas baseball team, kind enough to join us a week out. That's right. Opening day next Friday. The Longhorns will open things up in 2024 against the University of San Diego. Three-game series at the Dish. Of course, get your tickets now at TexasSports.com. Uh, we will be out there next Friday. Pre-game show for opening day. Come on. We're not going to miss opening day. Uh, Kevin Dunn and myself, maybe a couple of other guys who are a part and gals who are a part of TSU may stop by go. as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, looking forward to Texas baseball coming back. God, the way last season ended was such heartbreak. The ending of that Stanford super regional where the Longhorns fought back. They were down three. They scored three in the top of the ninth. Looked like Speaking they were about force somebody not paying the light bill. Yeah. It looked like they were about to force extra innings and then they lose a ball in the Marine layer. God, the, Freaking Marine Lair. I hated hearing the broadcasters talking about that throughout that Super Regional. That stupid-ass ballpark out there in Stanford cost Texas another trip to Omaha. So uh, I'm sure the players and the coaches are chomping at the bit to get back out there. And hell, as a fan, I'm uh, stoked to get to watch David Pearson company again this season. There's no doubt. I mean, it's great to hear him talk about the leadership because, dude, the guys that they lost, Daly and Kennedy, I mean, Campbell, that's, that's a lot. That's... I mean, that's a lot of your team. You're, we're not, you're not talking about two guys. You're talking about four or five different players that yeah. won't be with this club that, that have been household names and, and real leaders for that baseball team, whether it's a good time or a bad time. There was one or two of those guys that would come in when you really, really needed them to. And it's good to hear that he's got some of that, that some quality leadership in that locker room right now. Sure. He's recruited very well, but uh, you're right. Some tough guys to replace. Dylan Campbell, best hitter on this team last year, best player on the team. Hell, he was the Big 12 player of the year yeah. a season ago. He will be tough to replace. You mentioned Eric Kennedy. Uh, EK led the team in home runs this past season. So, yeah, they've got a lot back. It's an experienced bunch. Once again, they've recruited well, but uh, some tough guys to replace too. So, yeah, young guys are going to step up pretty early in this this season for them. Yeah, and it's late, a early and late. It's a pretty, you know, all things considered, relatively easy opening stretch of the schedule for Texas, right? Three against San Diego. They've got Houston Christian for a midweek game on the 20th. Then Cal Poly comes to town. But they've got that uh, college classic at Minute Maid Park right at the start of March. They'll have to play LSU. They'll have to play your Texas State Bobcats. Whoa. Bobcats coming, yeah. First to three Bobcats, matchups. Yeah, coming to the home of champions in Arlington. Wow. No, it's in Houston, not oh, in Arlington. In no, that's the home not of champions. last that's year's the, champions. Yes, the last year's champions, yes. The second place in the American League. Oh, yeah, let's not forget that this year, yes. 
team, Houston Astros, and then Vanderbilt also back to back to back. So, nice. uh, yeah, it'll pick up pretty quick for Texas baseball. But once again, looking forward to in, in that new uh, left center field section out there. You watch SEC college baseball. And they've got fans all over the place. Also, just all around the outfield fence. You know, in recent years, it's been the folks in left field. You've had some of those trucks in right field uh, or some of the diehard sit, but there's never been like a specific actual fan section at the dish beyond the outfield walls. Now you're going to get that starting this year. I'm really pumped to see what that looks like and what that experience is like, too. So, yeah, the experience is the deal for a lot of folks, you know, because, you know, you get into baseball games, there can be a little bit of drudgery as you go on through the innings. Boy, you got to have a great experience. As you said, the coffee's got to be hot. You know, those hot dogs have to be ready to go, the peanuts, the whole works. There's an experience that goes along with a baseball game. It sure. really is. And you got to have that. And, and, and for, especially for these Texas fans, they, you want them to come back, you give them that type of experience and you give them good hard play. They'll keep coming back time and time again. Yep. And Coach Pierce is a smart guy, right? Like yeah. Conference championships, that doesn't get the job done at Texas. Like, you know, when you're – when you're a Texas baseball coach, you look at uh, his predecessors and how successful those guys were. And hell, Texas has had you know five baseball coaches for the last 120 years. It's insane just how much consistency this program has had. Uh, David Pierce has done a lot of great things at UT, but the one thing he has not done is win the College World Series, right? And that's uh, that's what he's got to do here. That's the next step for him. And uh, we'll see if this team can uh, find a way to do it. They've got a shot. I think they Give definitely have a shot. Omaha. Get to Omaha first. The University of Texas at Omaha, you know, that's our second home. Absolutely. And then, and then make it happen once you get there. So many thanks to Coach Pierce for joining us today. Always enjoy getting to talk to him. All right. Uh, some sponsor shout-outs. How about a word from our great friends over at Covert Bee Cave? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert Bee Cave. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Let me shout out real quick, BK, to our good friends over at the Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill, you know, providing that comfort food and cocktails for over 20 years. Two locations, one downtown and one at Avery Ranch. Now, you got to join them for lunch and happy hour all the time. But Sunday brunch is magnificent. It is the place to be on a Sunday for brunch uh, at the Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill. And folks, they've been doing this for over 20 years now and checking out their Sunday buffet is the best. And if your mom and dad are coming to town and you're a student over at UT or anywhere else, if you're a high school student, hey, just tell them you want to go to Moonshine for a little bit of brunch on a Sunday. Believe me, mom and dad will open up the wallet or the pocket or the purse just to get you there. And it is good. Good food, good good location, great environment over at the Moonshine. Thank you to Larry and Chuck over at Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill. Yes, indeed. Many thanks to them. They were we're one of our great pre and post game sponsors yeah. during the football season. And uh, my computer's freaking out here, but I think we're still okay. Uh, yeah, shout out to Moonshine. Shout out. I got to get to Jack Allen's kitchen this weekend, too. Uh, that's that's, uh, that's, that's going to happen this weekend at some point for sure. Get you a great meal at Jack Allen's kitchen. Uh, thanks to all of our phenomenal sponsors for making 
Texas Sports Unfiltered possible. Can't thank you all enough for your continued support. If you're listening, if you're watching us right now, thank you for supporting us, but also be sure to go support our sponsors as well because, uh, once again, nothing is possible without them. All right, we didn't talk. Hey, it's a little cool in my house. Woods Cumber Systems. I'm waiting for some heat to kick in here today. It it hasn't done it so far, but I know it will do it. Hey, hey, weather boy, uh, any any predictions for the weekend? No rain. Everything's good. No rain this weekend? No, you may get a little some some here next week, but you're not getting it. You're good for the weekend. Are you what, sure? Yes, I'm sure. I mean, last time you were confident about there not being rain, there was rain. And I told you the weather guessers said there was a high chance of rain, and you're like, no, nah, they don't know what they're talking about. Are they trying I'm to do it again out. on Super Bowl weekend? It's not happening. Okay. They're projecting some rain today, but more tomorrow and Sunday. And you're saying we won't get any this weekend. Listen, it's not going to affect anything that you do, believe me. You're not going to have that kind of – you're going to have some sprinkles maybe uh, later on this afternoon. But it's not raining, okay? You're not going to get rain, rain. You're going to be fine through the weekend. Okay. Boy, Enjoy it. Enjoy your activity outside. Enjoy your golf. Don't worry about it. I feel like – you already should have lost your weather privileges after last week's mishap, but if you one screw mishap, it up, one little mishap. Well, if you screw it up two weeks in a row, then what do we do? I'm becoming a guesser again. Just always. a guesser. No, yeah, I'm not. Know. No, I've not always been a guesser. Oh man! All remember, right. Remember, my body's off a little bit. No sugar. No sugar in my britches. So I'm just kind of. Some of it. Some of it's not. Oh, here comes the excuses for why you're doing a bad job. You're like the Niners, right? Now, someone pulled a fire alarm in the Niners team hotel. Already? No, the Niners are like, hmm. And then the Niners are complaining about their practice field not being in the right condition. Even though I heard like, it was too soft. Too soft for them, even though the league has like tested it 100 times over the last few weeks. Just What are they like that lady that went for a jog in Portland? It's perfect conditions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect yeah, for your feet. Perfect for right? falling and slamming the back of your head. I will say the field was a big issue during last year's Super Bowl, right? I mean, you had yes. Eagles and Chiefs players slipping all over the place a season ago. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the practice field now, not the playing field. But we'll see if that is an issue. There's not going to be any issues. The only issues is going to be number 15. That's going to be the issues for the 49ers again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the fire alarm was at 6 a.m. I'm just saying the Niners, like, they're already making excuses, which is weird. They're already coming up with reasons for why they're going to lose this game on Sunday. I don't know if I like that if I'm a, a Niners What the hell are they doing still sleep at 6 a.m. anyway? I don't know. Let's go. It's Vegas, baby. What do you sleep for? I was about to say, they should be out partying. Yeah, well, 6 a.m. is when you start going to sleep. Yes. Come on now. You're messing up right there. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I did promise a video. Okay. We've got to get to it. We had so many great conversations today that, uh, you know, I had to push this to the very end. Excuse me. I don't know what's happening to me right now. Um, I don't even know how to set this up. So this is darts. Are you a darts guy, Buck? I used to play darts when I was drinking. Any good? No. (laughs) You ever watch darts on TV? Hell no. Okay. Uh, I'm a darts guy. I actually won a dartboard at your mullet open a few years ago. Oh, those are nice now. I had it up. I didn't have it up in Houston because I was living at a buddy's place. 
I don't have it up right now. I need to I need to get it up. That's yeah, because that thing's in a nice case. That thing's a good looking. That's great. Austin Billiards. Yeah, that's nice. But uh, you know, I'm a darts guy, and every once in a while, I watch darts on TV when there's just nothing else going on. Please don't tell me you throw darts lefty. No. Okay. I'm a right-handed dartsman, um, but I am amphibious. Can do things with both hands. Don't yes, forget that's about true. that. That's true. Um, this is, uh, I don't know when this happened, but I just, a buddy of mine sent this to me a couple of days ago. Some guy named Bobby George. Okay. Who hits a 180, which is very impressive. You get three darts per round. He hits a 180. So it's the, the uh, I think the triple 20s. Jeff George. This guy's name, no, not Jeff George. He wasn't naked playing Nerf basketball with you. Boy George. Bobby George is this okay. guy's name. We've got it with the sound first, and then we'll go without the sound. I'm hoping Wags and Rodney are watching right now. Like, this is uh, one of the weirdest celebrations that I have ever seen in the history of sport. Vintage low. Wants them all? Wants them all. Wants a leg of dust from the legends. Hey. <laughs> Do you see what he did? Did he make his nipple jump? Dude, he has like a specific pocket on his shirt that like looks like a window. He reveals his nipple and then his nipples like bouncing up and down. Look at that. What in the hell is that? What is up with Come on, boy, George. Cut it out. Dude, this is absurd. He has like this specific hole in his shirt where he reveals his nipple. And it's oh like God. bouncing up and down. And that's just, is, that is that Terry Crews? Is that Terry <laughs> Crews? <laughs> no, that's gross. <laughs> I mean, what on earth is this? That's not got, Jeff George. That's Boy George. It's the I Janet know. Jackson flip. I guess so. You can't blame Justin Timberlake for this one. Like, this is self done Bro, here. He, oh, that was pro. Oh, I mean, he was <laughs> ready to have that thing, that nipple talking to you. All that dude needs is a smoke. All he needs is to have a have a heater there. You know what I mean? While his nipple is jumping, that'd be perfect. I mean, how do you how do you practice this? How do you how do you practice the nipple the, the form from the darts? Because it's pretty damn good form as a dartsman, but the nipple jumping, I don't know. Wow, this guy practiced this at home. He also now got this shirt up for the weekend. Now I'm all now I'm gonna have some sugar. I need yeah. to get. Sugar back in my britches now after four days after watching that. I need more sugar. Well, how does how are those two things related? You're gonna. I need it. I need it. Maybe sugar make the nipples jump. I don't know. <laughs> do you want to know how to do this? No, I don't. Jeez. It's just it's nasty. Like, here's my thing though: is this was this like his move back in the day? Is this how he got like women? Like is that how he is that how he impressed women? All that's he's going to do is get a bunch of little puppies trying to jump up on his chest. That's there it is. That's, come, that's what hey, I'm Geppetto, saying. Geppetto, come get to the teeth. Come get to the teeth. <laughs> hey, don't Bucky. Uh, all the puppies in the room are chasing you. <laughs> I don't know how you guys, uh, I don't know how you guys missed this. You, you got a second, Bucky. I got something to show you. Uh, your, your woman. Your, your woman at it again. Guardians lady? Now, close. Close. Almost. Take, take a look at this right here. Oh, uh -oh. Yeah, that's Wayne. Oh. oh, she didn't put any makeup on. What? You can't do that. Yeah. Look at the soul in that right there. Look at her soul. There is none. Oh. There is none. I'm she trying to find like it. She looks like a puppet. Yeah. What do you think Hello, about that puppet. right there? Hello. That, that's, 
you know, when she's made up, I mean, sometimes you have to put the makeup on. You just can't come out like that. That's no. Exactly. Yeah. Buck. And in all fairness, that's an old picture of Kim. Oh, it is. No, 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 no. That that was like the that other day. That was her at LSU. Or no, you're right. She's at LSU now. Yeah, yeah. That, that was her. And she was actually talking about uh, Toby Keith. I wasn't able to pull the sound. I was trying to get the whole sound thing. But was she was like, to be kind. She was like was singing, uh, I'm not as good as I once was. Uh, I'll get that pull for you. So, uh, oh, we can she's trying that. to be real. Or she needs to be, to be fake like she always is because that's not a good look. She was definitely... Um, I'm sure she's as good as she once was, once wow. whatever that song is. But uh, yeah. fake like she always is. No, at least she wasn't dressed like Mardi Gras in that one. Though. I'd rather for her to be Mardi Gras up with some tassels hanging from her earlobes. But that, that hey, she's like a peacock, man. She likes to show it off. You know what I mean? She's. Yeah. It's all yeah. about recruiting. That's the only. That's the only reason why she's doing it. It's just so she can get recruiting, right? These are Jardians, lady. You know they brush her up even in the commercial. They brush doing her hair. Hey. You guys, and doesn't she look? She she converses with the entire set. Everyone loves her. I don't understand why they kicked her off the set. This is outrage. Is Sal, that she the, Sal from Gotham she knows exactly what I'm talking about. They, you know what? She took too many of the little pills. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> she on the commercial now? Isn't she a gagillionaire? Isn't she the one in the garage watching the people across the street? I think it's for uh, who, whoever that is. Is that AT and T or gigawatt? I don't know. She's getting that gigapower. That's for sure. But here's yeah. Here's I think thing. it's like, her. She must have won a Tony or whatever from that musical. She's fantastic. She's exceptional. Thank you, Wags. Thank you it's very the, much. I won't be. It's the Tony Parker Award. Boys, have a great Super Bowl. Please be safe. Make sure. Where are you going for the Super Bowl? Downstairs. Bucky, where are you going for my wife right here? Oh yeah. You gonna have any? Are you gonna have any snacks? That's at the half. I'm gonna have lunch, snacks, and dinner all at the same time. Hey, you gonna have? Hey, you gonna have these nuts? No, uh -oh. I'm not having nuts. I'm having my Olipop. I'm drinking Olipop this weekend. There you go. Going Vintage cola, my man. Right now. I don't I deserve like some kind of, shouldn't I not have a sweet for, you know, after all this good stuff I'm going to eat? Don't I deserve like a cupcake or something? A little Debbie's? No, I guess a I can't. Ho -ho? No, you can't. You want a ho -ho? One or two. You want a ho-ho right now? No, I can't do it. A if donut hole. Drink, I can't have that. I can't. Get off my six month plan of no sugar in my britches. So I'm yeah. starting Monday. I'm, I, I'm I'm gonna get myself fit again on Monday. You ain't starting After shit. Monday. Good job, Ronnie. We got you get all your doctor's exams in. They, they haven't called me. They haven't called me yet with blood oh, work. I'm going on the 27th. Well, they, they did tell me that I need to go get the the, the horns. Oh, the horns. You're, getting a, you're getting a shocker. You're gonna yeah. get the shocker. Oh, no, I haven't done it yet. I this got my little Allen wrench just in case. <laughs> oh my All right, boys, have a good one.